everyone. Welcome back to There Will Be Dungeons for Saturday, May 15th, 2021. Welcome back to the program. We're going to play some D&D today and we're excited. We even have a special guest. But before we get to all of that, a reminder that you can drink tea while you listen to us or do anything else you want to do. But it works really well here because these teas are branded for There Will Be Dungeons. How do you get them? It's simple. Go to phoenixpearltea.com slash TWBD and check out the selection today. You're going to find something to like, I promise. You like breakfast teas, you like sleepy time teas, you like something in the middle of the afternoon, you like them hot, you like them cold, you like them all over the place, they got what you need. phoenixpearltea.com slash TWBD. All right, without further ado, we throw it to Kyle, who will pick us up from last time on There Will Be Dungeons. This isn't going to be your typical smash and grab. Alexander Vanderbuck Withers is the richest man in all of Atomer. All coins pass through his pockets. Chuck Abnaz, a.k.a. Nasty and his Cloven Brotherhood, might think that you're here for riches. But the Heroes Guild is actually undercover, working to expose Withers for his evil wrongdoings. Get in there, find out what Withers is hiding, and get out. We will supply you with two bags of holding, three scrolls of silence, plus our trump card. Shrugs Manaspoon, the best demo basher in the kingdom. Withers is at a party for the next two hours, midnight to 2 a.m. That's when we'll strike, using the underground entrance provided by the bullet. Good luck to you, and steal a few things to make it convincing. We now head outside of the Withers estate. A cart has been pulled up by one Allspice, the tall, a handsome centaur with a flowing black mane. He bends over, fixing a wheel that doesn't need fixing. Stands up size, wipes his brow. This is going to take a while, he announces to the empty streets at midnight. In the back of the cart sits a centaur in front of a large map, candles laid out inside. The map is of the Withers estate, which I will drop in the Discord here. For everyone to see. Mm. He eyes it, going over the map, stroking his small little beard as he does with his spiky hair and sort of a half mullet in the back. He laughs to himself. Sitting behind him are four figures, our heroes of the evening in disguise. And let's start with Shrugs, the elf. Shrugs is played by Brian Dunaway. Brian... What does Shrugs look like to those who may be seeing him for the first time? Well, he's a, he's a very lanky elf, a wood elf, if you would. Uh, he <laughs> is of dark of hair and uh, has a coppery skin tone, unlike myself. Mm. Um, he is, he is well-dressed as far as being neat and kept, but not necessarily fancy. He tries to not draw the eye. Oh, not interested but, in exposing himself, is he? Mm. Yes. Okay. No, he likes to keep, he's got his gloves, he's covered up, you know, he's got his, he's got his uh, cloak kind of pulled down a little bit. Not much for talking either. Mm. Kind of quiet. Ah, as he sits quietly in the corner, you do see him adjust slightly. And Co, you notice that underneath his tunic and, and cloak exposes long strings of dynamite wrapped around his waist and a couple of bombs dangling from his uh, upper pockets. 
He also has a large rapier. And on the top, the on the hilt and top of the rapier appears to be some sort of lighting device, some sort of flame that can be produced there. Let's go around, though, because everybody's a little dressed up this evening. Everybody has put away their hero clothes and their badges from the guild and has arrived in stealth gear. Grinkeeper, what would you have brought as an outfit to this evening? She would have paid for matching stealth outfits for the group and masks for um, the face maces and bow and arrow. Or not bow and arrow. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. The the crossbow. Yes, the crossbow. Um, she would have made it... <laughs> it would be color-coded, though. They would match, but hers would be pink, Coes would be purple, and Splendor Belts would be green, or whatever color <laughs> they requested. So are we thinking like uh, like masquerade kind of style masks, or more of a fan of the opera sort of thing? Zorro. Okay, so so more like a Ninja Turtle kind of tie around the face. Ooh, yes, like with like the kind of loose shirt, but tighter pants and boots kind of a thing. Splendor Belt, you sit there in the back of this cart awaiting instructions from AKA Nasty in front of you, and Grinkeeper leans over and takes small bits of cloth and ties headbands around your maces. <laughs> Turn around the faces of my maces? <laughs> awesome. Uh, Splendor Belt, you have declared yourself... Under the code name Cobra Commander for this evening. Yep. <laughs> what have you dressed up like? Um, well, since the, um, I'd like to think that I would have tried to at least coordinate with Greenkeeper on uh, on color and not have the green go too crazy. So I would have on some kind of muted sort of um, uh, what kind of green, like a avocado kind of green, uh, sort of. Uh, set of clothes uh something that looks you know not too bright and crazy but is definitely a, a got a you know a color a color code that would match what she gave me and uh i would feel very uncomfortable because i don't like i usually like to be dressed out in my my mail and all my danglies and this feels weird to me now cassius the head of the guild did suggest that you leave your giant symbol of paylor at home and stick to merely your uh, proud face amulet. Did you do so? I did. Uh, cause that other thing makes me, and this is good for Dunaway to know, but when I wear that other thing, it's like, um, flavor Flav's clock. You know what I mean? <laughs> like out on stage, that huge clock around his neck. So I would not have worn that. Um, and also this is well, not a huge God deal. You kept it simple. Yeah, I know. It's also not a huge deal for Crandall, given that he's, he's not one to wear his piety, uh, you know, he doesn't require it to get the job done. He doesn't need everybody to constantly know about his devotion to Paylor. And Co, you're the last one sitting on the edge here, closest to the exit of the cart. How have you dressed for your evening on the job? Co's uh, look hasn't changed too, too much. Uh, he's moved the, typically he carries the sash kind of like a scarf around his neck um, and hanging down the back that has actually moved to be a sash around the waist uh, but otherwise he's still wearing his uh, studded leather armor um, same stuff you know kind of the Elder Scrolls mentality when you've seen some armor you've seen it all it doesn't really stand out or unique in any way and so he doesn't think he needs to hide that but he's got the he's got the mask that Greenkeeper gave him and he's got a 
kind of a bandana over the top of his head, keeping his head covered as well. And uh, he's got wraps down his arm and legs, which make it a little less immediately obvious that he's a centaur, but... Or uh, not a, a centaur, a, a satyr. A satyr. We can all smell uh, so, it still, so, but yeah, we know, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> the, the good smell of a satyr, uh-huh. I understand. He's masking it to try and smell a little more rugged, yes. <laughs> Excellent. Nasty the satyr turns around and gives you all a smile. Now, he doesn't turn around much, but he does have a little bit of a swivel chair here, and he's immediately kind of in your face, if not in your laps. Everybody make a deception or performance check to look real thiefy. So, uh, they're both the same for me. Ooh, that would be, oh, shit. <laughs> Tip to the last second. <laughs> it was a natural 20, but it's now a three, a two, and a one. Boo. 13. 14. 25. With a 25, you're all completely dwarfed by the sheer mastery and presence (laughs) of Shrugs, who sits calmly and collected in the corner. Immediately, Nasty kind of gives a, ooh, looking good. He turns his head over to Splendor Belt, who is looking very uncomfortable with a three. uh, Perhaps you'll fall into character as the night goes on. He turns to one Jumping Jenny, is her name for the evening, but Grinkeeper. Very nice. The muscle. And then turns to Ko. Softfoot, a pleasure to see you. Are you ready for your job? I, I suppose, yes. Then, and he taps his head. Let's get set up. And the accent's back. I like it. <laughs> I think the yeah. Tom's accent came back. I'm, I'm on guild business. The accent comes oh, back. Oh, that's this right. It's been the way for two weeks, Scott. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I forgot. Now, <laughs> now, Nasty has requested that you use your special power, your psychic whispers, in order to make a connection with him while you guys are entering the mansion. Uh, this says here that it is four people, and I read it as addition to you. Is that true? Uh, I can choose three creatures that I can see. So, yes, it would be a total of four people, but the fourth being me. Um, so I would go with uh, Nasty. Uh, I would go with Shrugs, considering not part of the party. And because uh, they are the most reliable of the group, we go with Grinkeeper. So for this, <laughs> for this mission... <laughs> Thunderbelt will not be receiving the psychic whisper. <laughs> no, and no, will be unable to communicate psychically with the group. That's totally no. fine. It's totally uh, and fine. it's going to be for the next five hours. Awesome. <laughs> it doesn't change anything verbally, though, if I'm within some reach of somebody, right? Like, I can still, they can hear me, I can hear them, all that. Exactly. Okay. But you wouldn't be able to communicate directly with Nasty, which might be for the best, given your recent... Uh, deception check here and pretending to be a thief isn't quite going well at the moment good point so having now activated it i would just send a message to everybody that is now linked that would just sort of um hi uh hey this is the telepathic link um if you think at me and want a message to get to me i'll hear it and vice versa who said that (laughs) Uh, me, and then Cole wave. Uh, hi. 
mind? <laughs> yes. Hmm. <laughs> I don't care for it. <laughs> Nasty turns back around to his maps of the mansion and gives a thought of testing, testing. Te ah, excellent. All right, let's get underway. He pulls apart the curtains on the back of the cart and over his shoulder, Co and shrugs, you see a small two-foot kind of black cloud descend from the roof of a nearby building and start floating along the edges and the pathways around the mansion. And as it floats, it reaches one of the lampposts and engulfs it, and the light goes out, and it floats on, reaching another lamppost. And one after another over the course of 30 seconds, the little lampposts around the square where you fought the bullet last time, all the lights blink, 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 go out until there's total darkness in the area. All right, you're on. Get something good in there. As he leaves, kind of like you're doing a, a jump out of a, a trooper ship, he passes the first one out, Co, a bag of holding. All right, nice. Next up, Grinkeeper. He holds you, he passes you a scroll. Grinkeeper takes it. Next out, Splendor Bell. He passes you two scrolls. Okay. I'll pocket them. And then last, jumps out Shrugs, and he passes you a bag of holding as well. This is a magical sack, kind of like an Indiana Jones sort of side sack, but it has jewels that rhyme, uh, line the edges, kind of like it's been cheaply bedazzled. But inside, reaching down, it's like a Mary Poppins bag. You can reach for an extended period of time, and this magical bag can hold a great many more things than a normal bag of its size could. In total darkness, you make your way across the square, heading towards the crack that leads to the basement of the Withers estate. Let's make some stealth checks. Stealth check. Do I don't lose 28. my... I don't have my minus one or disadvantage because I'm not in my stuff at the moment, right? Exactly. And remember, for the main crew here, you all have been fitted and horseshoed with special stealth boots for the evening. Okay. Oh, that's right. Doesn't matter. Oh. How about a nine? Do we get plus something for the boots? You get advantage. You can roll twice. Oh, well, I'll do that. Uh, just with two 20s here. Hold on. All right. Ooh, I bet that's going to be the one that wins it with a nat 20. Let's try this one. Yeah. Uh, I thought that would stay the, be uh, the best than it did. It so did. 28. 20. So you all exit the cart one after another. Co hits the ground, complete silence, and makes his way across the across the courtyard. However, Grinkeeper immediately falls on her face and her various belongings and hammer. Bing bong 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 Sorry, sorry, everybody. And then she'll think really hard. Sorry. I guess it's down. I guess it's worth Sorry. noting that uh, because the way the spell works is that in theory they can only communicate to me and vice versa. So unless otherwise specified, let's just assume to make it easy that anytime someone says something to me telepathically, I repeat it to everybody else. So we're all technically communicating unless somebody wants to say something in private and then we'll we'll notate it. And since it's a product of your mind, you could even telephone it on. However, a misinterpretation could happen or an accent might slightly warp 
by the receiver's interpretation. Yes. Interesting. Even though John's way better at accents than me, so they would actually be better <laughs> accents by the time they actually transmit <laughs> through the air. Greenkeeper falls, but Splendor Belt behind with a natural 20 just kind of picks her up by the back, just by the scruff of the jacket and starts pulling her along. Greenkeeper, you kind of, oh, and grab your hammer and your various items that have spilled from your pocket and hold them. Like a little claw machine. Exactly, (laughs) as as Splendor Belt books it across and shrugs lands. In fact, it's it's 29 on his stealth. It is, it's literally like a vacuum. This stuff seems more quiet, more uh, more intimidating. It's like being in one of those rooms that's totally quiet and you can hear your own heartbeat. Like it's so quiet, it's actually loud in its amount of quietness. Wow. And Shrugs glides across as you guys head towards that crag. And as you approach, you see that is a, a simple board has been placed over it, hammered together to be about six feet by six feet. Like, like actually nailed down? No, just a place together to make this long board, but it is not attached, so you can easily oh. pick it up. However, as you go for it, it kind of gives a of a long board. Hmm. Shrugs slowly uh, walks around the board, just getting a good look at it. Shrugs looks like a professional. A board professional, yeah. <laughs> Never found a board Can he didn't like. <laughs> Drugs doesn't like to get his hands dirty. He He's more of a, you know, kind of guy like walks against the wall. Maybe I'm kind of looking at Splendor Belt like, hey, big guy. <laughs> <laughs> so is this thing... Um, what good will it do us if we do anything with it? Is it going to make? Well, you have to move it in order to get downstairs. So no matter what, it needs to go. It needs to get out of the way and quietly. Yes. Okay. Well, I'll attempt to move it as quietly as I can. And I don't know if that's a combination of strength and stealth. You tell me what you want. Let's just do the stealth check. We know you're strong enough. Okay. Here's a detail. Rex kind of looks, leans over like he's going to help. But doesn't kind really. really waits. Yeah, kind of waits just a little bit. Just and I will happens. have just intuited this. Like I'm not. No one's communicating with me, so I would just sort of. It seems obvious that it needs to be moved, so that's why I'll take the initiative. Um, right. Shrugs is the spotting type. Everyone's moving right. the couch, and he's standing there going, "Whoa, <laughs> hey, oh, watch out! Your stairs, stairs, everybody!" Yep. Oh, uh, what was? I'm sorry. Was that stealth or strength? What did you tell me? Stealth. Stealth. Okay, eleven. So it, it goes up with a little bit of, but otherwise is mostly move without issue and everyone begins sliding down through the same crag that Ko used last episode. Uh, Ko, do you use your rope in order to get everybody down or are we all jumping? It wasn't that far of a drop, right? Uh, About six feet to get onto the slab underneath. They can all just jump. (laughs) They're fine. (laughs) Some acrobatics. We all jump down. Any special move, Splendor Belt, to head down yourself while still leaving the board quiet? No, other than that would be important to me is not have it make a racket on my way down. So I would, um, I guess I would try to, how would I do that? 
Because the idea is I'd have to jump and then let go of that thing. Um, I, I would like to try to... If I'm picturing it right, I'd like to try to jump. And during the jump, sort of intuit that if I hold it as I jump and, and sort of soften the fall of the end of the board that I shouldn't make a whole bunch of noise, if that makes any sense. So I'd be jump, hold it, and then kind of let go at the right moment so that it has let's less impact. Let's do acrobatics for you. Okay, let's do that. Uh, three. <laughs> so you attempt to kind of, kind of like you're getting stealthily in bed and you don't want to disturb the other person. You kind of try to like pull it up over your head as you wiggle downward mm-hmm. and, and eventually you end up sort of on your chest with the board on your back sliding backwards and then using your hands to catch the edge but the board still goes boom 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 Great. as you descend your back down all the same you've reached underground and here on our map you can see kind of what you're looking at at the current room it's a small 15 by 20 room there is a large 5 by 10 stone slab in the center underneath the slab you can see a couple of hook marks as well as some old belts that have decayed with time and in front of you is a large, thick oak door. Shrugs, moves around the room once again and just, just quietly and investigating, looking for any type of uh, traps or, or anything else. Use a investigation check. Investigation. And- and actually, let me double check here. I think you might have Dungeon Delver. I do have Dungeon Delver. I rolled an, ele- an 11 with a plus two. And what does the Dungeon Delver do? You may roll a second time to see if it's higher. You have advantage on investigation checks for traps. Second roll is a 10. All right, with a 13, you you look over the door and you get down and you place your head. Now, of course, you know, you don't like getting getting dirty. So you kind of hold your hair, your elven hair back as you place your eyeball to see right under the door. And you see a series of strings attached to it, kind of hanging loosely and swinging back along the floor. There is some sort of device connected to this door. For now, I keep that to myself. Co, previously you jiggled the door and it appeared to be locked from the other side. Uh, Co will quietly just sort of say to everybody, the last time I was here, this door was locked. Uh, Shrugs, if you are, this is your specialty, maybe you can get us in. All right. I've seen some things. We'll give it a try. All right, well, being an experienced basher in demo, you know a door like this of this sort of grade takes about two sticks of dynamite to blow. However, you might be able to cut those wires on the back end from underneath the door using your thieves' tools, but that might set off the very trap itself. I am pretty excited about using that dynamite. Hmm. Always stealthy use of dynamite. Right, that's yep. what I'm thinking. Keep things nice and quiet. Yep. Keep it really quiet. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for the stealth side. I'm gonna 
I'm going to try to use my thief tools and see if we can rectify this situation. Now, as Splendorbell kind of has a chuckle at the idea of a stealthy dynamite usage, he looks at his own two hands where he holds two scrolls of silence spell. <gasps> oh. oh, is that what these are? I meant to ask. Um, I'll give uh, you a link it, here in the Discord. Yeah, if I saw that, I would uh, go, uh, I'd go, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Because no one can hear me through your fancy freaking mind control because I'm not, I don't have one of the brain radios. So I would go, listen. <laughs> I have I have a scroll that it will make uh, it will kill any noise we have to make. So if you want to blow shit up, it will uh, cover the sound. It's a good way to keep quiet. I guess I've never used this before, but it's, it was handed to me on the way out. For the duration, no sound can enter within or pass through a twenty-foot radius sphere created at the point you choose within range. Uh, the range is one hundred twenty feet. Uh, people inside are immune to thunder damage and they are effectively deafened. Verbal components are impossible while inside the sphere. What do you think, Brian? You want to blow it up? Yeah, I think we should. I think we should blow it up. All right. Unless anyone, unless anyone has a better idea. You, you, since you have brain radio, you'd ask everyone else if his problem or not. <laughs> I, I mean, you are the expert at this. I'm. I bow to your uh, expertise. Okay, let's do it. So, wait, if I launch this thing. Hold on. <laughs> Not your expertise, but I've seen you Not that part. I mean, the, the, the freaking scroll. All right, so. Okay, credit of the. Casting stone because verbal component is impossible here. Okay, but that doesn't mean the scroll has a verbal component. I can just read it and we're in, right? I mean, other than that, I don't have to do anything special. It, it does have a verbal component, but that is that pales in comparison to the noise produced by dynamite. Okay, and I don't need to yell it. I can just quietly read it, right? Exactly. Okay. And, and Co gives me that information? Or, or does Wonderbelt? Well, I'm going to read the scroll directly. He's whispering, so... Okay, so yeah, I can I'll, hear and I'll yeah, whisper the scroll it. to get okay. that part done. I assume it doesn't matter if it's a whisper or a room voice or any of that. So I'll just be quiet about it. And I'll say... I'll, you know, audibly, I'll say... I'll look at... Uh, stubs? Slubs? Schnubs? What is it? Shrugs. 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 That was close. Yeah, shrugs. <laughs> I'll say... Um, I'll remember that. You read... <laughs> I'll say, are you, are you ready for this? For the silencing spell before we go? Are you ready for this? Yeah, um, I, I've always wanted to see how those work. Sweet. And then I will read it. And here's what it, can I make up what it says, Kyle? Or do you have something you want me to read? Absolutely. Okay. My pleasure. I will say, <laughs> um, most of the, okay, so I'll read it. Most of the time, this power has no bounds, but today its job is to make no sounds. That's it. Very nice. Was written by Nash Maggard. <laughs> right. Sent to this realm. <laughs> my, my confidence is not bolstered. Um, no. But it worked, it right? Like it popped. Made that up. There's no resistance to it this. Did. It's not yep. like there's oh, a. All around the door in a 20 foot radius expands this zone of silence. And Shrugs walks up and places the dynamite around the door, the two sticks. Now, is Shrugs kind of the fuse type? Like, would you have a long spindle 
of fuses that you sort of tie together, or are you more the light, light, and run type? Uh, I think I'm gonna. I think I have like the the fuse. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna light and run. That that seems counter to my uh, stealthiness. Sounds good. So around around your waist, you have this long, long tied spool of. <laughs> Exactly, and you just kind of <laughs> like you know, like you're checking in at a corporate office, and you got to get your little lanyard out, like just kind of right. and pulling yeah. out. I measure them from my from my from my hand to my elbow. That's about that right, but there, this perfect. And you tie together, placing a stick of dynamite at the two corners you would expect where the hinges would be on the other side, and run the fuse out. You take position behind the large slab, and everyone sees shrugs that do this. Does everybody follow the positioning oh, of shrugs? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, getting the hell away from that yeah. thing. I assume we can't hear each other now, except they can still hear each other. But if I yelled, nobody would hear it, right? Splendor Belt sits behind the, the slab, and you can see him screaming and kind of giving a chuckle to himself after he does. Just a <laughs> empty, ah, <laughs> but no sound comes out at all. Perfect. I would totally do But I can, like, I can, like, tell... I can tell him mentally because that's not a verbal, right? Yeah, I can tell him. Okay, let's get let's get back. Okay, Co sends a message to everyone. Except but I still scream. I, st- I still make the screamy faces, though. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Take cover. Grinkeeper will grab Splendor Belt and get him to take cover. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And with great experience, Shrugs leans his back against the far side of the slab and pulls the fuse over to his waist. And with a lift of his rapier out of its sheath, he bangs it back down to the sheath in a small flame and light shoots, well, it makes no noise, but shoots out the end and lights the fuse and goes, well, with no noise, but, you know, visually. And you can see me mouthing flame on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Course. He seems to have a catchphrase you cannot hear. <laughs> <laughs> but all the same, the the flame, the light travels down the fuse, hits the door, and completely silently, just dust and wood fly over the top of your head, landing on the back of your, your head like you just got a bad haircut. And you got all these little splinters in there. But the door falls open as the dust kind of settles. The door is open. I will now reveal some map. Ooh. Look at that. As you enter the area, you walk for a short amount of time, some 10 and 20 feet, and your footsteps begin to ring out again. It seems jarring in comparison to the silence you've just been sitting in. You see a small, well, long, 15 by 25 foot room. There are two tables on either side and old dusty carpets on the floor. A small one, about, you know, five by three before each table. And the table is completely drenched in wax as though many, many candles have been lit there over the years. Beyond, you see an open doorway that goes into greater rooms Grinkeeper will start leading the way. 
hammer out or are you just uh, just walking? She's going to just walk. Grinkeeper takes up the forward position, the tank of the group. Co will uh, send a message uh, to everyone, uh, mostly to Nasty, confirming that we have made it inside the Withers Estate. You hear in your mind. Good, good. That is good. You've all done well. Now it's time to get access to the rest of the house. I have here the map provided by the old wine master. He says he left the password down there in order to access the estate. You'll have to find it. All right, I pass that information along, and uh, then I paraphrase it for Splendid Belt <laughs> as... <laughs> We're looking for a password. Oh, okay. Something tells me it took longer, shorter for you to say it than when you heard it, but it's fine. It's fine. You saw him sort of sitting there for a good, you know, 30 seconds listening and then just turns to you with... Yeah, this quick uh, A three-word statement. Yeah. I won't trust that very much, but I but I do trust it because I trust Co. but I don't love being the only radioless guy, but I'm going to... I'll fo- We'll follow in. Shrugs, I'm going to move you. Shrugs, yeah, Shrug comes in uh, last as he, as he kind of walks by and checks out his handiwork. Uh, luckily, no one can see the fact that he's kind of impressed by the dynamite explosion. Oh, that's how that works. <laughs> Shrugs, as you turn around and, and view your, your beauteous explosion that you created, you see up in the walls by the sides of where the door would open two alcoves about a foot deep. And bells are just ringing like nuts in there, just completely silent, just bam, 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 but just not a noise. How long does the scroll last? That's what I was wondering. I was gonna, I was gonna. Send back about you would know it lasts for ten minutes. Ten minutes. That's not gonna be enough. Yeah. So I kind of would I know that? I don't know. I'm gonna say might want to check back here. Uh, has some alarms going off. We may be in trouble when the silence wears off. Oh, Ko's going to turn around, see the bells, see if there's a way to stop them from ringing. What is the, the mechanism that's consistently getting them to ring? It seems it was uh, looking down at it using your passive investigation. You see that the strings... And- were connected to the door. It was a rather rudimentary bit of trap work. And in fact, you just simply reach up, grab the center, and slow it down to a point where it stops ringing. Easy enough. You all continue into the main room here. And what you see to your left is a long hallway leading to yet another large oak door. But Along the edge, you see three different entrances to small rooms. You can't really tell what's in them or what's going on. Each one has a small plaque sitting by the entrance. And to your right, looking down that hallway, you see yet another plaque by two hallways that seemingly connect on the other side. Right in front of you, you see a long hallway and you see a 
cozy bit of lighting descending downward as though downstairs. There's even some fine red carpet that can be seen touching the floor here where this all goes to work stone. And looking at the stone, you can see that it's all this base limestone that makes up the majority of the city. And in fact, with no weather here to take away the marks, each bit of stone here wasn't brought in, except for maybe the archways around the door. It was hand-carved, and you can see the actual hand mark, the scrapes that make up the entirety of this basement area. To your right is a large, ornate door of metal. The symbols and intricacies of it don't really make a lot of sense, but you definitely see that there is a triangle in the center, and then four circles with some sort of imagery in them, like a fire or water or something flowing between the circles. In the center of the door are four large discs turned towards you, you know, like you're looking at the crust of the pizza, and upon them are all the letters of the alphabet. So these large spinners, these discs, sit inside the door. Uh, it's in the alphabet's common. Yep, it's a common alphabet. Okay. So that so I'll give you guys a little uh, laser bit here. So here you kind of see those small rooms at the end, the oaken door, the other hallways leading around. These are marking the various plaques that have words upon them. Seems to be in common. And then the door with the large discs able to spin and down the hallway to the red carpet. It sounds like we are going to need a password. Maybe we should spread out and see what we can find. I like it. And Grinkeeper's immediately going to start taking a left down the hallway with the doors and the plaques toward the other door with the oak. Um, I'll Sounds be good. All. Feel free to move yourself on the map using the token layer. Splendor Belt would be all... What? 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 What, 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 what does happen? has no need to say anything. <laughs> I'm the only one that can't hear it. <laughs> <clears throat> no, I said that out loud for your oh. benefit. Oh, that was out loud. All right. Never mind. <laughs> you can tell because there was an accent to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Is there any limitation to our movement here? Of course, probably. Not right now because we're no, not in okay. turn order. So you just kind of okay. have to. I would I would want to go down here and check out this main, this room. There's no doors on these rooms? Nope, no doors, just a small plaque by them. Mm, I would come and get close and read that plaque. The plaque there says Rose Wine. And inside you can see large casks and shelves in the back where bottles of wine are being stored. Very dusty. Okay. So it appears just to be a plaque stating what this room has, is used for. It's to store wine. Um, I would still go in there and root around a little to see if I see anything. Make a perception check. Okay. And we're in exploration mode here, so if you want to make a check, simply suggest it or request it. If something seems like it would interest you. A natural 20 plus 2, 22. Very good. There's probably nothing in there, though. This is my luck. Crandall, you've been in many a temple. You've been in many a dungeon. And looking around, you immediately see the holes in the wall, the old stone markings from a cell door that used to be attached here 
where this sign was, sliding across in order to lock people underground here. You also immediately pick up on the many names that are carved in the walls, the detainees, the prisoners, who must have been here long enough in order to etch their names using a stone. Okay. Co would like to do a investigation check to see if this door uh, at the end is similarly trapped to the other one. He sees Sounds good. The bells and all of that. With a twenty-two, you immediately see the same devices available. But being on this side, you see that there is a iron lock uh, built into the door. Seemingly what must be now on the floor behind you. The same setup, the same bells, the same strings. Can I discern a way to, uh, you know, if I move the lock, does it seem to disable the trap? If you move the lock? If I unlock the door, because you said there's a there's a lock on it. Is it like a padlock or is it just like, you know, a bolt? A key lock, like a key goes okay. into the metal frame and then would unlock it. Um... And there are bells on both sides? Yes, both left and right. Uh, Ko is gonna... Ko is gonna telepathically call out to Shrugs and Grinkeeper. Have them come and assist. Shrugs, Grinkeeper, you receive a request mentally. Shrugs is still... Shrugs is still startled by uh, someone being in his head. Doesn't care for it. <laughs> so once again, he doesn't really say anything. Just uh, heads that way. I love him. I right. hates it. <laughs> what I would like to try to do is cut these strings. We know that the bells, it's just momentum. If you can just hold the center, it will prevent it from making any sound, I believe. And so, if they're willing to hold the bells to keep them from ringing, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll hold the, the bell. Cut on the, the string. I'll hold the bell on the right. I'll get the one on the left. They reach up and hold the center of the bells as you cut the string. And using your investigation as well as your dexterity, you manage to cut those strings without incident. The bells remain silent. Do you think you would be able to pick this lock, Shrugs? Is this a skill you have, or do you just blow up doors? <laughs> <laughs> I... I can unlock it. Make a dexterity check. You do so at the... top left of yes. your boxes there. Perfect. Yes. Uh, 11 and a 3. Maybe I should have just used a dynamite. <laughs> cool looks like you click the top box so you actually have a oh. plus six to this oh okay what well, was i not supposed to click the oh i see i see you're right i clicked the i should have clicked that i'm sorry I actually it, yeah it's a rogue okay. thing because you're using thieves tools and yeah. you have expertise in them you're able to add that and you got a natural 20 a 26 Jeez. so just without like even staring in ko's face can i do this you just kind of like click click and open the door this whole time, too, Ko is keenly watching, trying to pick up on what Shrugs is doing, and 
has no idea what he just did, even no. though he's trying to keep a, a close eye. Yeah, he basically did the Lego Kids uh, commercial thing where, like, he did it so fast that it blah, 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 and no one has any idea how it worked or how it happened. But the door is opened and inside beyond you see the same slab. However, on the table, the two feet facing you, a cloth spread across the table. The feet are immediately dry, mummified looking, uh, and they have wicked little toenails coming to points on the end. The feet appear to be smallish, as though they belong to a four-foot-tall creature. Grandkeeper's gonna walk in and pull the cloth right off of it. (laughs) (laughs) Grandkeeper... Shrugs is a little bit uh, disturbed by that. Maybe steps back (laughs) from Grandkeeper just just a couple of inches. (laughs) Grandkeeper walks on in and pulls that shroud off the creature and as she does a string wiggles between your feet go and you can see that one of the lines you cut was actually tied to this cloth as well is there enough time to step on it you've already cut this very string in your previous oh no go so the string does nothing seems to be seems to have been tied to the bells as well oh okay good that's fine Green- Grinkeeper, you recognize, well, what this is anyway. It is an extremely dried out, dusty, and old Kuatoa, a fish man. Hmm. Love the fish man. Yeah. Like, uh, like you would have with a ice mummy or somebody going through great exposure in time. It has the same sort of jowls, the great frills, but they're all cracked and dried like a like a fish snack you get in the market. And its teeth are exposed as all of its lips and various uh, fishy face have been pulled back with this dryness. She'll look kind of sad and then she'll go, mm, and she'll cover <laughs> its face back up. <laughs> Shrugs thinks this guy could use some water, not realizing that Coke can probably hear him. <laughs> I am aware of none of this, by the way, in my one room. <laughs> Splendor Belt's just in a room. Mm-hmm. No, but Splendor Belt, back with you, you've been kind of looking around the room. It's all a bit, you know, it's all a bit much being a cleric. You're aware of the suffering that people experience in such situations. But with that natural 20, you start to exit the room you were investigating. You turn around and look at that plaque again. Yeah. Rose wine. And you see that the O in Rose is wrongfully capitalized. Hmm. The O, did you say? Which letter? The O in Rose. Rose, so it's a, it's lower... Which direction? Lowercase or uppercase? Uppercase. So all of it is written in lowercase, except for the O. Except for the O. Weird. The big O. Yeah, I would find that uh, very odd. It looks like a typo. Um, Typo? Yeah, you know what I would do? Uh, um, Upon seeing that, I'd rush over here and look at this plaque. And see if I see anything like that. You run over to the next plaque and you see white wine. No letters capitalized. Okay, then I would hop over to this one. 
Red wine. Only the R is capitalized. And then this one? Champagne. Both the C and the P are capitalized. All right. I'm starting to see a, a thing here. I've dropped an image there in the Discord for you. Oh, okay, good. Oh, you're like Just a video game. how to spell champagne. I was going to have to write it down like my Genesis days, but nope, it's saved. This is good. Okay, so we got red wine, white wine, rose wine, champagne, and it would be R-O-C-P of the, all the capitalizations. Rock. <laughs> um, I would take this information to everybody who I can see down the hall milling around in there and I would just try to get someone's attention co so you could tell everybody else I guess and I would tell Splinter them find something yeah roll a acrobatics okay whoa really that's scary 17 you're all loaded in the room here around the dried kuatoa body and with a the word of peace Grinkeeper has or Jumping Jenny in this case has put the sheath back over the body and coming down the hallway comes a trundling heavy splendor belt and as he passes the strings on the bells brush over his shoulders but do not activate yeesh yeah cause I didn't know about that Shrugs is startled and kind of makes his way to the other side of the room. <laughs> <laughs> He's a skiddly little dude. All right, I'm going to come in there and uh, and get up to Co close and say, look at this. And I'll have scribbled this down on some something. And I'll show him this this thing, the signs outside. They have these, uh, some letters are capitali- capitalized, some are not. It could mean something. Maybe it's not yet, we can't tell, but, you know, maybe you should know could be the password we're looking for. Aren't there any of the plaques? Eh. Well, there is one... Let's see. I guess there are two. Um... I'll go see, I'll say. Uh, Be careful. Yeah, but... but, but I will point at the ropes. Yes, what is this? This is bullshit. This. (laughs) Um, alright, I'm gonna run... Not run. I'm gonna make my way... <laughs> Very gingerly and carefully um, to this plaque and read it. It says in all lowercase letters: "Warning, door trapped." Wow! I probably could have learned something from that. I will then very carefully make my way up here and pause before this room because I don't know what the hell's going on in here with these brown things you see a storage room filled with barrels okay there are dried meats hanging from hooks in the ceiling there are licorice sticks drying out labeled for a nearby farm there are additional bottles of wine here in and this whole area seems considerably less dusty than the cells that you were looking in earlier okay well knowing that for now uh I would pass that. And is this red room open? Those would be the stairs where light is coming down from 
the above floor. Okay. You okay. can hear a bit of footsteps moving about there and some light talking, but you can't quite make out exactly what it's saying. But I can tell there's some distance between me and them. I'm not, I'm not, in, they're, they're not going to be right around this corner, right? <laughs> yeah, this would be a full floor up and these are stone floors. So you've got a good, mm, what would this be about 35 feet okay. until the top of the stairs above? Okay, perfect. Well, I will glance around the corner just to make sure everything's cool. And then if it's clear, I will move forward and read this plaque. The plaque says, The Withers Wine Cellar has had many uses over the years. While it is primarily used to store goods for the guests, in the year 150, it was used by Enzo as a prison to help in the outbreak of war in the kingdom. That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. Okay, well. Um, I would be overwhelmed with curiosity about this room with the barrels. <laughs> and so I think I would go in there just to see what I can see. Investigate, maybe. Let's do that. Investigate or perception. Let's do perception. Uh, six. Not great. You see foodstuffs. And all of it looks rather rich. I mean, does, does Splendor Belt have a certain food that he desires most? Because it's likely in here. Uh, they have potatoes? The barrels and barrels of finest potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> um, are they exposed? Like, I could grab one? Yeah, oh, a, a barrel labeled Atmer Gold sits before you. I would grab one and pocket it. You uh, yeah. pocket the potato. Yeah. Not so much to steal it. It's more like when you have a grape at the grocery store to make sure they're fresh. It's like that. Yeah. They let you do that with potatoes, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, you do buy a five-pound bag, so I guess you could. Yeah, you yeah, could. Yeah, you don't measure them at checkout, so I guess it'd be okay if you had out a potato. Yeah. It's a bad justification. It's like testing the Doritos before you buy a bag of Doritos. But. Yeah, nobody's ever bought one potato before. They'll yeah. let that go. It seems potatoes. like a bad idea. All right, well, having my having my new ill-gotten potato and also some further knowledge from the plaque, I will work my way back down and tell Co what I found. I've moved over by the yeah. door. Oh, whoops, uh, you have moved. There I'm looking to see if the area, uh, the, the spinners, if it looks like it would be about four inputs if I'm picturing it correctly. Correct. So lined up next to each other, separated by about an inch and the mechanisms therein, giving it a little touch. If you do, you could kind of hear it click and the four spinners all have all the letters of the alphabet upon them. So as you as shrugs, have you joined the party as well over at the spinning device? I have not. I'm still contemplating this dead fish. So I, uh, <laughs> shrugs. Shrugs leans in and just takes a little sniff just to see if there's anything smells fishy. Salty, but not ripe as it's completely dried out. Right. I take one of the toasts. No, I'm kidding. I, uh, you could. It is D&D. <laughs> You can take a toe. I'm going to take a toe. Uh, 
Shrugs walks over, cuts a toe loose. But everyone's busy and no one sees this. Don't judge me. Then Long jump, just... Jenny. Do you have any idea how uh, the order we should do with this? The only thing I can think that actually spells anything is corp, but um, that's an abbreviation. Oh, um, crop? Crop is good. Uh, liking that, I'm going to try it. C-R-O-P. You turn the letters, and as Splendor Belt looks over your shoulder, you briefly whiz past crap, and he has a slight giggle to himself. <laughs> but you get to the O, click, 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 putting in crop, and the door and opens up. And the letters, as they as it opens, the disc spin wildly as it goes aside. That was a good In call. Inside you see a room. A large 25 by 50 foot room. And inside dominating the area is the light of a large boiler. A massive, massive metal construction with bars that face in a circle in front of it. This appears to be the main central heating piece for the mansion above. Grinkeeper will head in and take position in the middle of the room. There is another door on the far side, and this one has a single key hole in the center of it. Very much the same design, a metal door with the triangle and the four circles in the four corners of the door. Brugs passes by Grinkeeper and gets a closer look this boiler I would come in and hang out right about there with everyone taking looks and looking around what kind of checks would you like to do to see what's going on in here hmm per perception or sounds good all right 13 and I eight. love the mood that is 21. being set by uh, by the whispers <laughs> as well yes yeah makes me whisper. want to whisper <laughs> <laughs> We got a 21 from Shrugs. Anybody else doing anything? Cole will investigate the lock with a 14. Just, again, see if the door's trapped in any way. Uh, anything odd about it. Greenkeeper got a five, so she's just standing guard. No people, no creatures. It's good. Um, I would do, I would aim to do some sort of percepting here to see if I can learn anything. Sounds good. Um, hold on. There we go. Ugh. Garbage. Seven. So here's what happens. Shrugs and co. immediately get to work, being the rogues of the group. They are eyeing the area, examining the various pieces, machinery, and the door herein. Co. you hand over to the door, and... Using the light coming from the broiler, the furnace, you can see inside, in the very back of the keyhole, there is a red gem. This key seems to be magical in some way. 
perhaps unpickable for that reason. Grinkeeper and Splendorbelt attempt to find something useful to do, but both stand there for about 10 seconds, growing in boredom, eventually resolving to take up watch by the door or to look busy in some way. Shrugs, you make your way around this furnace and looking at it, it's very, very solidly built. It seems to be extremely expensive, a very high-tech piece of equipment to be in the basement of a mansion like this. Well, you know, maybe he can't afford it. All coins do pass through Withered's purse. You walk around the front, and you're pretty sure you saw a set of eyes pass by the grating, by the bars here on the broiler. Surely that must have just been a trick of the light. Oh, are you still there, Ko? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I don't think it would normally work, but maybe with his concern about co-hearing it, maybe it is coming through. Uh, <laughs> I'm and, very uncomfortable uh, with you being in my head. I am trying to suppress all the thoughts to make sure that Co doesn't hear them. So anything that I'm thinking that I don't mind co-hearing, I'm amplifying to hide anything else. That actually makes me curious about that spell. When people... It's it's not that Co or anyone else on the receiving end can read anybody's mind, right? It's they that can just communicate with me, right? Telepathically, but the but it's but it's, but still it's a little a, paranoia. It is right, like because I would yeah. still be like, wait, did I just tell him that, or am I just thinking that? Like that's a complicated spell, in my mind. I would imagine the way it comes through is he thinks his thoughts, but then. Did you hear that? Co does come through because he's <laughs> thinking it at him. Right. So, right. Co just keeps getting random. Like, did you hear that? But he has no idea what the thought is behind it. Does this robe make my butt look big? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, getting a random. Did you hear that? Co. Co would just. Did you see that? Uh. No. What did you see? Maybe it was nothing. <laughs> what did you think you saw? Uh, eyes. Eyes in the furnace. Cole will go over and peek in the furnace. Shrugs backs up. <laughs> oh, no. I feel like I've been baited. Cole's going to go peek in the furnace. Right. You stare into the furnace with your high natural perception. You see nothing of interest. But suddenly, two hands made of flame grab the bars, and a face appears there inside, a great mouth of flame, eyes of flame, and it goes, Oh! <laughs> gotcha! Grinkeeper will go, shit! God, yeah, I think you got all of us. What the hell is this? That seems bad. A uh, fire would have face. fallen over and scooted back across the floor. He's he's up against the wall. He he was scared. I think I'm gonna. Shrugs is 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 remembered that he's wearing uh, some asbestos underwear. I think. What do we? I think I've got some armor that is fire resistant, if I'm not mistaken. Take a look. That's true. You are resistant to fire. 
in your specialty armor, your armor of fire resistance fire leather. Yeah. So I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna kinda feel bad about suckering Co into that and gonna move back up a little closer. Now you you approach, but then you remember you've still got eight sticks of dynamite tied around your waist. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Shrugs. He's having a lot of. Uh, he's like, uh, uh, yeah, and no, I think I better just maybe I will. I'll stand maybe like over here, perhaps maybe about a good five ten feet away. Um. Well, I would have heard all this and come over there with with maces in hand with their little masks on and just sort of stood in front. I'd stand in front of that thing kind of in a kind of a ready pose. Yep. Grinkeeper takes forward position as well. So with Co sort of fallen on his bud shrugs, standing safely back and the two front lines wreathing, uh, 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 framing, the entrance, we have Co. you're looking straight in, and you notice there was no fuel in there at all. There was no wood, there was no coal, just this creature. And he continues his laugh. <laughs> ah, a time for conversation. I've been alone for so long. How long? 150 years, if you count anyone talking to me. That's a long time. I am known as Fueler. Furnace Fueler, but you may call me Fern. Now, you kindlings, what are you doing here in my room? <laughs> I do not like this term for us. Kindling seems bad. <laughs> like you may, like we are meant to be burned. Oh, little Tinder doesn't like his name, does he? <laughs> Shrugs pulls his uh, his fire-resistant cloak a little closer to him to make sure that the dynamite doesn't uh, burst into flames. What is your job here? Why are you? What is what is your pur- your purpose? My purpose is to guard the door as well as fuel. The flames, the kitchens, the fireplaces, the candelabras above. I also take great pride in being the central heating system of the Withers estate. You get paid to do this? (laughs) Not at all. Merely the joy of being a part of something greater on this plane. For you see, I am immortal, and and am in no hurry as such. This amuses me. I'll go back to sleep when you're gone. Uh, perhaps you can help us before we leave. Yes. Yes, amuse me in your time here. You wish to pass through my door. Yes, if we amuse you, can we get through that door? You may. But I must be amused. (laughs) (laughs) 
you can give fire. give example of what is amusing to fireman to fire furnace man. What then you, perhaps yeah. a test first, a trial run of amusement. Share with me a gift from your father, lost on the daughter, shared with a brother. Riddle. Yeah, riddle. Don't know why you're good at riddles. No, I'm about that. And puzzles. Yeah. If not, I might be amused by combat. Oh, uh, uh, I got it. Uh, uh, last name. My last name. Blackwood. Blackwood. Very good. She has solved my puzzle. Nice. I am amused for the moment. <laughs> Is this all? Then we can go. You can you can open door. We can we can go. We were merely testing our amusement. Uh, Kindling. <laughs> I can call you coal if you would prefer. Don't. Fuel. Kindling is fine. is fine. I hunger for combat. But if you can find the key yourself, I will pass on such things and leave it to my brothers. How entertained would he be if Ko and I brought out our dancing swords or our, our remote sword unit deals and just like they just fought the swords fought each other for a, for a oh. minute? What dancing sword do you think Ko has? I thought you what had, is, what? I, I thought you had a um, what do you call it? Uh, hold on, <laughs> don't you have Are you something? Thinking of Stanley, am I thinking of Stanley? I thought you had a spiritual yep. weapon well, type thing, no. Oh, I, I see. Yes, so Splendor Belt can summon a holy weapon of force. Yeah. Stanley summons basically psychic blades like a Protoss or a Gambit in his hands. Right, but I can't. Yeah, mine's not a mine's not a floating blade. Mine's just a, a an energy blade that comes out of my hand. Oh, for some reason I thought it could leave you and fight like mine does. Okay, well never mind. That's a dumb idea. I'm just trying to think of a way we could provide this combat without anyone getting hurt. I guess we could spar. I don't know. I don't know if it's extremely amusing for us to just go find the key. Isn't that how you get through most doors anyway? But the key is hidden. And only I know where it is. And surely one or two of you could stay to amuse me with banter. A brother's, yes, in the rooms beyond. And it, and his hand kind of waves through the grating towards the door. We all operate many parts of this house. Are you going to give us a hint on where we might be able to find this key? Of course. And uh, <laughs> what would that hint be? So we're agreeing for key finding rather than combat. Ko looks around, kind of nodding. Red shrugs, confirms. Yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather find a key. Yeah, yeah, we will now. find the key. Very well. A spine without a head. Tells a story instead. 
Instead of what? That's my riddle. So it is in a book of some kind. I will share no more. (laughs) (laughs) He seems excited. I think it is in a book. Okay. Has anybody seen a library? I haven't seen any books. There is wine forever over there, and this is it. Oh, did we ever? We never went into this room. I mean, laser in there, in here, did we? Oh, yeah, we never did. Nobody has explored in there. Um, I think we should do that. I think there's probably something in here. Spunderbelt heads to the something over there room. This would be the champagne room. And inside you find many, many dusty bottles on shelves. As well as some old markings on the walls like you've seen before. However, these seem to be at the levels of hooks, perhaps for keys in the past. And some old scrapings on the floor, maybe from a bed or something along those lines. Okay. No sign of like... um a struggle or any violent anything just just old markings from old furniture this is merely what you've perceived with your natural perception okay. which is a 12 hmm follow uh what were the markings again sorry the you you said there were hooks and things like that but you said there were also marking oh the markings are the furniture markings Yes, the scrapes on the floor, as well as uh, some carvings in the wall, like doodles on a desk. Right. These are not names here. They're just merely crosses and triangles. You think you might even see that, like, three-line cash symbol S thing everyone did on their desks? (laughs) Yeah. For a dollar sign, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So just more booze. Um, Well, we'll, you know, no books then. I don't know where we're going to find any books. And I didn't see any books in the in the barrel room. Shrugs uh, takes a closer look, picks up a couple of the bottles and looks at the labels if there are any. They're very dusty, but a finger run across the bottle shows various estate names in the area. You see names like Goodwine and Hopper. I'm going to take a sniff. One of those <laughs> you sniff in an un- unopened bottle or do you open it? Oh, I totally open it. Pop it open. Give it a whiff. And it smells good. Oh. Just a little swig then. I'm <laughs> <laughs> going right mm. for it. All right. You would know this taste well. It's a rather popular halfling beverage known as Blue Eyes. Mm, nice. I do like some blue eyes. I wipe, shrugs, wipes his mouth and makes audible. Hmm. Puts the cork back in, returns the bottle. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's do an athletics check to put a cork back in a bottle because that is hard. <laughs> it is actually. Okay, let's see. Book. Oh, no. Yeah, all right. It's That's sitting sort of diagonal in the top, as they often do. Right. Yeah. Shrugs uh, makes use of his namesake and pulls his shoulders up to his ears and palms up and eh, shrugs. Shrugs. And yeah. walks away. 
Grinkeeper's going to go through all of the rooms that they've been in, just seeing if she can find a book. That's a good idea. I would split Roll. up. Yeah, I would do the Perception same thing. Perception checks. I'd yeah, those gonna go. Yeah. Co's going to go check the room that Splendor Belt checked out to see if there's anything that might have been missed. Uh, my perception yeah. check is a 14. And, and I'm just a doing 21. a perception. Okay. We're just doing this. I, would it be in the room I'm in, the perception check? We're doing my general skills. perception checks, so this would cover okay. you through all the various rooms, basically okay. the basement you've explored so far. Gotcha. Oh, a nat 20 and a plus 8. Very nice. 28. Very, what's with your natural 20s? Jeez, look at this. That's how D&D Beyond gets you into their ecosystem. <laughs> yeah. Right. The onboarding. You, yeah. You're a beginner luck. Yeah. They're giving you a little extra there. Splendor Belt, in the room that was marked red wine, you find a small five-inch long doll decayed with time. Ooh. One eye missing of its button eyes. Yeah. Right. Ugh. Uh... I'd like to see, is there anything in the doll? Like, uh, uh, I don't know. Can I tell if there's like a, maybe feel it. If I can see if there's something hard in there, like zipped into it, if I could take out like a key or a, I don't know. Cause I don't care about no doll. I'll tear it open if I have to. <laughs> you you kind of squeeze up it. Like you're working through a thing of toothpaste, seeing if there's anything hard inside. Yeah. And as you get to the core of the body, you do feel something solid in there. Okay, that's interesting. Um, then I would take out... I do have a... I think I have a little like hunter or skinning knife type knife. Hold on. Oh, maybe I don't. I'm thinking of a different character. Um, I, I would try to split it at the seam if it was possible. Just a little bit. Nothing violent. Just try to get in there and, and dig it out. Sure. I mean, you are a half-orc, so you have some pretty strong nails, and you just sort of dig them in there and break the seams, open it up. And inside you find a small aquamarine, a gemstone. Okay. And that's it? Yeah, you know this gemstone is uh, is about worth 500 gold pieces. Oh. Oh, well, then I would uh, put that in my pocket securely and throw that nasty doll back where I found it. <laughs> <laughs> and continue my search. Co, in the in one of the previous cell rooms, you find a bone, a long bone, like a leg bone. A, f- a femur? Is that the one I'm femur, thinking? Femur, yeah, bone. femur. Yeah, femur bone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, except for one side of it has been sharpened to a blade. Oh. Femur bone blade. Yeah, femur bone blade. Yeah. Great. Shrugs with your 28 natural 20 with an 8 on top, you find a loose stone in the center of the champagne room. Okay. It's time to uh, try to wiggle that a little bit. Wiggle it. You work your fingers in the edges and, and pop it open, and underneath you see a bag, a sack. Oh gonna carefully pull that out of there and uh, take a look inside opening up the bag you reach inside and you find a music box 
An old wooden music box. Yeah, is this the wind-up type? Little exactly, yes. Wind-up type music box? Without thinking, without thinking too hard, Shrugs just has that instant instinct to just wind it up. Just a couple little, just like two little winds, just enough to let it start to play the little tune. Give it a couple winds, nothing happens. But the hatch isn't open on top. Hmm. All right. Um, I'm curious mechanically, so I, I wind it a few more times. Maybe like six, seven times. You feel it reach kind of the maximum of turns that okay. is allowed. All right. I put the bag back, but I stick the uh, item in my pocket. Sounds good. Otherwise, you find no books inside this area. Looking back at the furnace room, the elemental, the creature, has snaked his body out of the furnace and his head kind of extended on all extra long flame neck is looking around the corner down the hall at you. Holy crap. Everything... Okay. It is splendid. I found this femur bone blade. It's very exciting. Do you wish to use it to do battle with me? (laughs) (laughs) Not particularly, no. Then where lies your confusion in my test? We will keep looking. Just be patient. Very well, I grow bored. And he snakes his head back into the furnace. Co will make his way back and just sort of let everybody know I found this. It's a femur that sharpened into a blade. Seeing that Ko is sharing, I'm also going to share my music box. Have you tried opening it? I have not. I wound it round and round. Let's open it up. Let's see what's inside. Shrugs hands the music box to Cole. Suddenly feeling that he's been baited into another <laughs> trap. Go <laughs> looks around. You may, you may take all the risk. <laughs> wants to pass it off to somebody else, but also wants to look brave. And undoes the latch and opens the music box. You open the box, and inside you see an empty square metal peg that begins <laughs> and stops. There is a needle on the side extending towards nothing. It seems whatever this music box would play is missing hmm. its piece. It's missing the uh, the spindle, right? The one with the little knots on it that you would... It's missing what, uh, what we would, in modern terms, re- refer to as the record. Or right, the... right, yeah. Yeah. Well, there is always the chance that my guess is incorrect and the answer is not a book, but does anybody else have any ideas for the riddle? 
I got nothing. I found nothing. Slenderbolt. Eh, I found an old doll. <laughs> it's not uh, nothing about it was worth uh, using as a, a clue. Splinterbelt, make a deception check. <laughs> well, I'm not really. <sighs> I'm withholding information, <laughs> right? I'm withholding That's information. <laughs> All right. You, you seem so guilty. I'm not a great deceiver. <laughs> Scott describes deception in his defense for why he doesn't have to. Well, make normally a you'd deceive if they said, Did you find anything? And I say, I'm just leaving information out. It's a little different. It's true. It's true, but it's more the senses of those around you, right? That might. So we could actually let's ride with that. Let's because Splendor Belt isn't actually lying; he's just not telling parts of the truth. So if anyone would like to make an insight check, insight check versus what he uh, just I did, like that. They may. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, I like that. That's good. I naturally don't trust him. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him. You Maybe can do, do an insight check. Yeah. Yep. All right. Ten from Grid Keeper. Keepers like oh, all good. Ten, yeah, I trust everybody. I'm good. rolling it just to mess with his stuff. So <laughs> yeah, eighteen. Yeah. Eighteen. Dang it, it's pretty high. You know, Splendor Bell. Uh, there's like a. There's probably a potato in his pocket right now. You know, he's up <laughs> to something, but it's usually not of maximum importance. Right. Yeah. Co gives him the Larry David. Okay. <laughs> After the face, though, the Larry David face. <laughs> yes. Of like, he leans in. <sighs> okay. <laughs> you make me want to watch that. Yeah, I've got the, uh, you know, I told him the truth. I found a doll and I couldn't find anything, you know. There's nothing cool Shrugs about the doll. Thinks that he's, yeah, Shrugs thinks Blunderbelt's probably a little too stupid to be deceptive. So he just kind of lets it go. All right. So we got nothing. So we fight. And Greenkeeper pulls her hammer out. <laughs> Readies the hammer. I suppose we could always go that way. We have to hurry anyway. We are still in the basement. We have, looking at the map, a long ways to go still. All right, let's do this. Elemental! Yes! Let's fight! <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and you hear, you hear as the front of the furnace opens and out tumbles and rolls this large fire elemental. His base is just a torrent of flame. He's got great flaming fists. Didn't feel like. And he cracks his little flame knuckles, which kind of like, like a, like give the little uh, pops like wood does. As the sparks fly up. Didn't feel like exploring perhaps an upstairs library then. No, no, it's time for battle. <laughs> I guess he never did say that it had to yeah. be down in the basement. Yeah, that Maybe was an option. Some, some assumptions were made. Then come, Kindling. Embrace me in combat. And that's where we'll take our break. <laughs> Perfect time. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, everybody, we're taking a break, and it will be about, I don't know, eight to ten minutes. So take your own breaks at home if you're watching live. We'll be right back with more. Stay tuned. And we're back to it. Here we go for the latter part of today's There Will Be Dungeons. Kyle, take it away. 
Your opponent, the fire elemental, flares up. Initiative has already been rolled. Ko, you're up first. Uh, all right, great. That's exciting. Well, no one we're gonna battle. Uh, let's see. I will run into the room, get alongside of the fire elemental, and take a swing at him with a psychic blade as it activates out of my hand with a 21 to hit. That's a hit. Nice. That's going to be seven psychic damage. And then as that slashes through him, the second psychic blade activates and takes another swing at him with a 26 to hit. Wow. Nice. And nice. six psychic damage from that one. You pla- you you pass your psychic blades through the creature, and it definitely deals damage to its flame sort of incorporeal form. But getting so close actually burns you, and your hands each for each attack take five points of fire damage. Mm. Oh, oh no, man! So a total of, a total of ten for hitting it. Correct. I think I got the worst end of the deal on this. <laughs> Shrugs, you are up. You are currently standing sort of behind the doorway where the creature has emerged. Ko is engaged in melee combat. Right. Um, so, Shrugs, so the first thing I'm going to ask is, can I do anything with this dynamite? Can I, like, uh, how attached to it is, is like, is it really, like, I mean, like, I really got it tied on? No, you can or use can it I... as your standard action. You can, I mean, he, he's made of flames. You don't even have to light it. You could just throw dynamite into him. Right. Okay. Then you know what? I'm just going to throw a stick of dynamite at the crazy guy. So Shrugs, <laughs> Shrugs thinks about it for a second. And he's like, oh, my God, all I really got is a... Uh, I'm going to throw some dynamite at it. Let's, let's see what happens. I like experiments. You have currently eight sticks left. Do you want to bundle them, as it were, and throw a pile? Ooh. I'm not a big risk taker, so I'm going to take two because we may need some more of these. So I'm going to take two just to see what kind of damage it does. Let's just check to see if it's going to, you know, create an effect before we waste a lot of dynamite. Roll a dexterity-based attack there. Dexterity-based attack. Where do I roll that? So that plus six up in the top left corner. Okay, so the saving throws? Yep, yep. We'll use that for the proficiency. Gotcha. Oh, a 13 and a six, so a 19. So 19, the dynamite. Are you more of an overhand or underhand kind of thrower? <laughs> well, being this close, I'm definitely going to toss that thing underhand. I have a little bit more control. It's going to kind of arch up into the air and just slowly land right on his head. Awesome. Roll. Actually, let's see. Uh, so there's a little dice down in the bottom left corner on your screen there. Okay. Oh, yeah, open, okay, yeah. Open up that menu, go to D6, the cube. All right. And D6. click it until you have... One, two. Click it until you have four and roll them all together. Four, four all right. <laughs> chunky, 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 chunk. With a total of 22, five, five, and a six, six. 22. Co, make a dexterity check. <laughs> oh, oh, look out, A Co. check or a save? <laughs> uh, this would be a save. <laughs> okay. A 17. You have got- saved and will receive half damage from this explosion. <laughs> Great. Oh, I didn't even think about Kobe. Yeah. 
I cyclically say, look out. (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear that? (laughs) Did you hear that? Yes. Uh, (laughs) The dynamite arcs through the air on an underhanded throw, sort of tossed around the corner for a moment as Shrug once again takes location on the other side of the stone wall. It tumbles, tumbles through the air, and the creature fails its dexterity check, basically just, mm, and catches it right in its chest, and boom! The dynamite goes off, dealing 22 points of bludgeoning damage to the creature. Now, now some of this is, let's see, bludgeoning damage, let me make sure, awesome. It's not actually any fire damage, so you don't, Hmm do anything of that sort to it. It's all bludgeoning. The creature is sort of blown open. Granted, there's no organs or anything like that, so the fire kind of collapses back, circles in around, and reforms. But you have dealt some pretty substantial damage to the fire elemental. Shrugs looks pretty Pretty decent damage to Ko as well. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. While we're keeping track of our accomplishments. Right, it's not bad. Um, a little guilt for Hurt and Co., but not a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> the fire elemental walks past you, Co., seeing that you've received several hits and leaves your area. Oh, boy. I'm going like- to let him because <laughs> I can't afford to hit him much. The creature walks into the center of the group and flares itself. You can feel its heat hitting your face. And it attacks Grinkeeper directly with two touch attacks, two fiery slams. A 13. Uh, that's my armor, so I guess that one hits, right? And a 1. Definitely does not hit. What happens? Okay. Cool. So what we're going to do here is the first attack goes out. Grinkeeper, you take 11 points of fire damage. However, with the one, the hand goes up and creates a sort of fiery sharp claw that swings past you. And as it does, it hits your water skin and bursts it open and water pours all over its arm, creating kind of like a a fiery scab, if you will, like a coal-looking area. And then, oh, water! And receives seven points of cold damage. Grinkeeper, you are up. Seeing the scab, she'll take advantage of the situation and attack it with two hits from her Warhammer. Unleash your mighty swings. A 19 for the first one. Excellent. A hit. And another hit. A 14, yeah. Let me roll damage here. Perfect. And you're kind of trying to slam on top of its new fiery scab. Seven for the first. All right. Fourteen for the second, and then she'll cast Compelled Duel. Okay. I have failed for the moment. We'll go ahead and get that out of the way there. Uh, Splendor Belt, you will be up next. 
Okay, I, <clears throat> seeing the uh, freak out it made about getting wet, I'm going to try something I haven't tried before. So, here's what we're going to do. Hold on, where's, there it is. Okay. I can conjure water as a trait or as a bonus or as a feature. And uh, if, I, if I remember right, the way this works is... Hold on, just ran dead. Where is it? Oh, crap, I lost it. Uh, class features, no. This is your spell control water, correct? Um, Is that what it's called? Let's see. Create and destroy water. There, there it is. Go. Create and uh, destroy first water. First level it. spell. Uh, I can do it at third level and create 10 gallons of water above him in a 30-foot cube and drop it on top of his stupid firehead. All right. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to do that. And at, let's see, at this level, what do I get? Anything special? I guess it's just width. So, so I'm just, yeah. So to a total of... Um, 30 foot cube above his head. Kaboosh. Spell using a spell. You create or destroy 10 additional gallons of water in addition to the 10. So you're doing 20 gallons of water on top of him. Correct. Awesome. I've never done this before. Let me cast it. Uh, is there any kind of save or anything? There's not. Yeah, let, yeah we'll use your. It. Yep, you just do it and we'll use your dexterity save from your normal spells for the which is a 14 for okay. the attack that I have to dodge. All right, here we go. And I got a 12. So immediately, 20 gallons of water kind of pool on the ceiling and then just come down in a torrent. Yeah. Right on top of Shrugs, Splenderbelt, and Grinkeeper, who are all immediately soaked. Water goes cascading across the floor, and the creature... <laughs> And he diminishes, shrinks down, and as the water steam fills the entire it, and you see through the steam a small light sitting on the floor, no more than three inches tall. All right. You win. As the steam dissipates, a small, tiny, three-inch-tall fire elemental walks away from you all, walking back towards the furnace. Ko, you see it coming through the steam, which is you have not been engulfed in. Out of the steam, calls the crawls the tiniest little fire elemental who makes his way over to the furnace and starts climbing inside. <laughs> do you do anything? No, deal was a deal. We beat him in combat. Let's see what he see what he does for us. Well done. You have defeated me. <laughs> Allow me to <laughs> And out of his tiny mouth comes an extra large for him four inch long key with a red gem in the back and it blah, 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 and it disgorges from his mouth and ding 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 on the floor in front of you Ko. 
Ko just kind of crawls over to it, still <laughs> smoldering, and with shaky burnt hands, just grabs it. Got, I got the key. <laughs> oh, let me help you, Ko! And Grinkeeper will run over and slap him for 10 points of healing. Grinkeeper, make a perception check. Uh-oh. Natural 20. Yes. Grinkeeper, I'll help you, Co. Immediate. Oh, caught yourself. You're about to run into a wall there. You're still in the steam. And you managed to kind of scoot sideways and walk around normally and find Co. no problem. <laughs> that was a trap. You have been healed five points. Your wounds no longer Ten hurt. Ten points. Ten points. Where are you at, John? You What's no longer total? feel the burns on your hands, Co. I was just laying down on the ground in front of the furnace, holding the key up in the air. Feeling a little better, but still taking taking uh, a rest. Just laying on his back. Um, I will cast Cure Wounds on him just to give him a little extra juice. Uh, heal him for a total of eight additional points of, of healing. Everyone's, yeah, yeah, everyone's pumping out the healing. I guess because we have a guest, they want to make sure everyone right, knows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in case, in case uh, we ever have Brian back, you'll be saved if we have to save. Right. Him. <laughs> Shrugs, Shrugs walks in, uh, drenched from Slenderbelt's uh, amazing water summoning. Kind of, kind of hangs a little bit away from Co. Not sure how he's going to react to uh, having received damage from my careless dynamite tossing <laughs> oops kind of it's kind of evaluating the situation between our relationship there it's don't worry about it it wouldn't be the first time one of us has accidentally hit the other and Co gives kind of a guilty look at splendor belt <laughs> and then goes he over and puts a guilty look to everybody else <laughs> <laughs> yeah nothing new there Co goes over and puts the key in the lock as you're about to put the key in the lock, you hear, Anyone down there? And footsteps descending down the steps. A quick look around the corner, Grinkeeper. I don't know, everyone's entered the room now. Uh, Shrugs, you look down the hallway towards the stairs, and you see that some of the steam has moved across the ceiling and has leaked up the stairway. Crap. Okay, so I got you. So the smoke. Who looks the- at the furnace? I don't suppose you can cover for us a little bit. Cover? How so? Yeah. I don't let anybody know we're down here, what we're doing. If somebody says what's going on, you say uh, you have no idea. Something, uh, a leak or something. Oh, we had an honorable duel. I can close the door behind you. Perfect. And the door that you originally used the word crop on closes. We are all inside the furnace room now. As Co puts in the key, a little flame kind of launches up the door's crack and the door opens. Good luck with my brother. As he waves his hands, his tiny little elemental body, and descends flames of the furnace. 
Inside you see another room, very much the same size. However, there is a large reservoir, a pool of water. And next to it is a large glass cylinder. Like a like a radiator, but with a window upon it. And water is circling from underneath, bubbling up through this water heater, this glass device, and proceeding up pipes into the greater house. Hmm. This so brother is a brother? You the, <laughs> think they're related? So hold on a second. That's what he said. He said, yes, he, he said it was the, the brother. So this big cube of water here. Sorry, where's my laser? This business is, what is that? What do we look, what do we see when we look at that? A large pool of water, like a reservoir. And looking down into it, even from a distance, you can see that just descends into darkness. Okay. Perhaps a well. A private well. Okay, but it doesn't go... It's not like um, uh, a glass swimming pool or something where there's like a depth to it that's above ground. It's ground and then goes down, right? Exactly, exactly. But the pipes seem to feed into this other reservoir, this large glass tube, and that's what you're seeing here. Okay. Located next to it. Okay. Rugs feels pretty confident now, so he just uh, kind of... Scroll, I guess, kind of strolls in and takes a little closer look at uh, the possible brother. Uh, Contemplating elements. Go ahead. You walk up to the glass and look inside and almost immediately you see floating up one little black spot and then another black spot and they kind of float for a moment and join close together about two inches apart and then a great bubbly smile appears below them. Oh, boy. Ah, hello. I am Dewey Liquis. <laughs> I run the pump at the mansion. What are you solids doing in my chamber? Excuse me, you say your name is Dewey Liquis. Dewey Liquis, yes. Do you, uh, I think we uh, spent time with your brother next door. He is, uh, you know, a fire. He's a fireman, you are a waterman. Ah. Fern Fueler, my brother. Is he well? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Does he live? Yes, he lives. Uh, let's say he is he is um, scaled back some, but he's he's happy. He's fine. That will happen. Do you all wish to proceed to the Wither's Vault? Yes, yes we do. Then you sinkers must answer my riddles. <laughs> sinkers that just turn dark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's not good. State your riddle. And I tap on the glass, shrugs just Oh, oh. 
It's so much louder inside. You have horrible aquarium etiquette. (laughs) My riddle is broken if spoken. Broken if spoken. Spoken. Broken if spoken. I will look at my silence. (gasps) <gasps> the flotsam nose. My riddle is solved. Oh, and then the head does a great kind of whoa, twist and spin inside of the the glass. Oh, well, then you need the key. Shall it be battle or puzzle? I mean, I mean, we're gonna. Have we might to... as well find out what the puzzle is, or do you think we just skip right? right to the... uh, let's find out what it is, and then we make oh. decision. Yeah, but what is the puzzle? My key, hands and face, but no eyes. Key, hands and face, but no Okay, eyes. and I'm guessing we are able to look in places other than the basement for this. <laughs> Did you assume these were puzzles for the basement? Uh, yes. <laughs> Why would Withers hide all his important keys in one basement? You know, in retrospect, it wasn't the smartest decision we've made on the <laughs> There's a whole house above. Do you have... Just get straight to it. Do you have key in your in your belly? Are you housing the key yourself right now? I can fashion many keys, foolish flotsam. <laughs> so I take this to mean... Uh, we have to find other key... That makes then he then he poops out key like fire brother pooped out a key. Well, I guess we have to decide. Do we fight him and just take care of this now, or do we go looking through the house, sneaking around to look for? I'm assuming on this one a clock. Oh, ooh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I am inclined to fight, but, uh, you know, knowing what we know about weakness, perhaps uh, fire will be trouble for, for these. Then prepare yourself, Jetsam. Have you selected combat? I look at Ko and everybody. We, got, we must decide. He sounds very excited for fighting. We could split up, too. Send the you stealthy ones. That is true. You know, While technically, we could go looking for it, and we can speak telepathically. Maybe we're not doing this in the smartest way possible. <laughs> <laughs> I can stay, since you don't have radio brain for me. I can stay with wa- Waterman. Keep him company while you snoop around for stuff. That sounds good to me. All right. 
Shrugs and I will go and see what we can find sneaking around. What about... All right. Sorry. What about what? My earbuds, or my ear headphones changed and got all jacked up. Now we're good. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, what about, uh, what about Grinkeeper? She stay here with me or go look around? She has radio head like you have. I wouldn't be able to speak with you if she went with us, so... I'll stay. Yeah, I'm not quiet. Okay. All right, DC's plan. While this discussion is going on, Shrugs kind of walks over towards this blue square thing. And you said that that is not water. That's like no, it's water, but it's like a pool. It's like a. It's like a pool. Okay. So while while, reservoir, right? While uh, everybody else is talking, Shrugs uh, walks over to the reservoir. And uh, just tosses that toe right in the reservoir. Just a <laughs> little toss. Let's do a sleight of hand. It's like having Nash as a, as a guest today. <laughs> yeah. Now you know what it's oh. like to adventure with yourself, Scott. <laughs> How does it feel? <laughs> well, only, only rolled a seven, so four to three. Not very you, slighty at all. You attempt to slyly drop the toe into the water, and it gives a little bloop across the room, and immediately the toe launches back out of the water. Do not pollute! (laughs) It's like the water in Moana. Shrugs uh, grabs the toe from the air and and sticks it back in his pocket. You hear a voice in your head, Co. Co, what's happening down there? Time is half up. If not oh, more. Geez. Oh, jeez. Uh, it seems we are taking a bit longer than I would have expected. We need to move. Do you, uh... Maybe combat is just the quickest way. Get this done. No splitting the team. Just fight. Well, knowing that we usually end up having to fight anyway, yes. <laughs> Let's just do it. We have uh, no guarantee we won't be fighting it in the end. Shrugs once again raises his shoulders up to his ears and palms upward. Shrugs. You need to see where the nickname comes from. <laughs> Water boy, we'll fight then. Oh... Goody! I am prepared. And a little spigot on the front turns itself and (laughs) (laughs) a bunch of water comes pouring out and eventually forms in a large humanoid-like figure of water. Shrugs, you're up first. As it pools onto the floor, it begins to take form. You're ready to strike. See what we have here. Well, I'll drop a picture. I don't, right, guys I don't think. Board. Yeah, I don't think dynamite's going to do any good. And uh, wrong. I have a sword, but it's. What do I attack this water blob with? And, well, keep in mind the. Uh, well, I don't know this for sure, but the fact that water works so well on the fire, dude. Right. Is yeah, I guess that. Yeah, I guess maybe fire works better on the water, dude. I don't know if we're going to get it. We may not have a rock, paper, scissors situation here. but don't know if that's how rock, paper, scissors 
I'm gonna definitely, I'm definitely gonna, uh, now my sword is off, right? It's not. I mean, it won't what work. Did, what did, what did yes. I last do with that flame tongue rapier? What did I do with that right. thing? You can choose to activate it, if you will, using whatever magic word you've pre-programmed right. it for. Okay, flame on. There we go. Your sword alights in flames and now deals ex- an extra 2d6 points of fire damage. Excellent. I take a... I, I, I step towards the water beast and I, and I take a swing with my flame tongue rapier. Excellent. Unleash it. <laughs> a 13. 13, you swing your blade through the air and it misses the contact part. However, the flames do lick the side and cause steam to erupt from the creature's shoulder and it gives a... Shrugs thinks he's a lot better at lockpicking than fighting. Ko, you are up. All right, well, it worked so well against the fire one. Uh, Ko once again kind of looks down at his still red but mostly healed hands (laughs) and thinks, man, it'd be really cool if I could throw these psychic blades, but... But you can, remember? You remembered from... Oh, I didn't know that part unlocked. I thought just offhand unlocked. Oh, no. Oh, no. Wow. You remember yourself hiding behind some stone pews in an ancient temple filled with vines. Hovering, stalking you, comes a great five-foot-high, ten-foot-wide stone statue with emerald eyes, a snake construct. As its eyes glow begin to charge, you jump up and turn around and throw a psychic blade into its face, where the eyes burst break and it falls down in a heap. Don't you remember? Would have been really good to remember that a whole room ago. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So the the psychic Protoss-like blades in Ko's hands congeal and form mast where it almost looks like he's holding crystal or glass shard-like daggers and he spins and throws them at the creature uh, like Gambit. Oh, cool. Uh, (laughs) The first one is a natural one for an eight to hit. (laughs) And the second one is a 25 to hit. Uh, Roll roll me another attack on that one if you will and add your bonuses yes okay a two for a nine okay the blade hits unimportant parts of the wall and does no bonus damage or anything okay uh but you do hit with a mighty 25 okay so the second blade which hits uh is going to be an initial seven uh, psychic damage followed by eight sneak attack damage because of the adjacent shrugs. The adjacent shrugs. Perfect. (laughs) Is that your turn? That will... You know what? Ko's gonna... Now that he knows he's got range, he's gonna move further in the corner away from everybody (laughs) and everything. And so ends Ko's melee days forever. 
Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. If I keep being on fire, yes. The water elemental attacks using Whelm. Everybody make a strength saving throw. No. Oh. This is a magical this is my, effect. This is not my strong suit. Uh, ten. Ugh. This is not a magical effect. It's a physical attack. Eighteen. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, uncharacteristically good save for my zero modifier, a sixteen. Four and a one. <laughs> well, so Grinkeeper plants her feet, her feet strong. Co braces himself on the walls and manages to hold tight. Crandall, Splendor Belt, and Shrugs are both thrown about the room as the creature basically descends into a pool of water, a great wave that then cascades out and whips you all wildly about the room in a vortex. A little more aggressive than that. <laughs> I tried to find one that was loud. Just Here's a gentle laughing yeah. wave against the wall. Splenderbell and Shrugs, do you both take 16 points of bludgeoning damage as you are slammed into the nearby walls by this watery force? Oof. So, Brian, if you put it in the... Um, damage. Upper, yeah, 16 yeah, you and put it in there and hit damage. Damage. Yeah. Perfect. At the end of this attack, the creature reforms back by where Shrugs... Well, let, let me actually move you guys around a little bit as you have been moved and until the ooh, oh ooh, oh oh uh, you as i reform you are inside my body oh my ooh, hey. and you are currently grappled and restrained oh my and goodness can't breathe unless you can breathe water in which inform me please but you are currently I... underwater oh my goodness oh my goodness yeah i'm reading quickly that's intense Grinkeeper, you were up All right, she's gonna cross. She's gonna cross her fingers and take two hits of the warhammer with her action. All right. I hope she doesn't hit anybody inside. Nat twenty. Damn. All right, roll it again. Ooh, twenty-four. Twenty-four. You bring down your warhammer dramatically between cleaving and twain, the shrugs and splendor belt bits, and the water elemental splits in half. Now two water elementals stand before you, but considerably reduced in size and energy. You have hit extremely strong. Shrugs and splendor belt both engulfed inside their own private medium-sized water elementals as it struggles to maintain its grapple on you. Grinkeeper, give me your critical damage for that big roll you just performed. And do you, don't you have a vicious weapon, I think, too? Uh, yes, the first one was 15 damage total. Let me roll damage for the second one. Oh, I'm looking for the crit you performed, the damage uh, in addition to the 15 that you rolled because you would be doing a critical hit. It doubled it for me. It oh, automatically really? knew you critted the system? Yeah, the thing lit up blue when hmm. I crit. Oh, I've never seen it awesome. before. So that's why I hit wow. the damage right then instead of after. Yeah, okay. it's I, pretty cool. I, all I want to do, though, is make sure that you got to take it because I believe you have a vicious weapon, right? 
Yes. And doesn't that give bonus? Uh, target takes an extra seven damage. Cool. That will not be calculated in, as that's part of the magic of the Correct. weapon. So it would be the 15 plus seven. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. And for your second attack, of which you hit? damage. All right. A mighty, mighty hit from Grinkeeper. Splendor Belt, you are up. Okay. <coughs> Am I restrained or uh, in any sort of disadvantage kind of position right now? You are currently grappled inside the creature, but you are no longer restrained as it is of equal size to you. All right. I'm going to uh, toss out my staff of the python and command it to transform into the giant snake. All right, out of the water comes a staff. Yep. Which splashes across the ground and grows into a constrictor snake. Yep. A giant constrictor snake. That's right. Do you have any bubbly commands for the snake? Um, I would say... Um, why would I pyth off when I can python? I'd say... <laughs> <laughs> Lucky for everyone in the area, that is merely a <laughs> but the magic words still work because the intent was there. Right. And the creature rears up and begins constricting both you and the water elemental and with you inside, as it were. Yeah. It wraps around and squeezes the remaining water elemental, which pops like a bubble. Splendor Belt, you stand there undamaged by this action with a snake now wrapped around your body. It does not continue its attack on its master. Cool. But did it hurt the water? The water around you popped. It is no longer gone. It just falls to droplets on the floor. The last bit of water elemental is medium-sized and shrugs is suspended inside of it. Okay, awesome. Um, I don't think there's anything else I can do. Let's see. When I use that thing, it counts as an action. So... Um, why not let's get the spiritual weapon out and have it do an attack. So, shling, out comes my bonus action spiritual weapon, and I roll for 15. That is a hit. Sweet. You smack it. The damage on that will be a 10 total. Uh, I don't know what that is. Slashing, I guess. Force, sorry. Force damage. Shrugs, roll a dexterity save. Dex save. Coming up. A nat 20. Jeez. Plus six. There's some, some Inside the water elemental, you can kind of see how, like, you're looking through the top of the pool, and you see this flying ghostly hammer, this mace, wind up and go for a big swing at your head. And you manage to just kind of turtle mode. Shrug your head back down as the mace comes flying by and takes off the water elementals. Well, incorporeous and kind of watery head, which splashes along the back wall. You hear a oh, oh, as it lets go of shrugs and descends and kind of rushes back up the faucet that it poured out of. You see the face reform yet again inside. 
powerful heroes. Oh, I was no match. <laughs> Allow me to disgorge. And out of the faucet, slowly plops the key onto the ground. <laughs> Rugs uh, stands up and shakes off just a little bit, kind of getting cold and a little sick of being wet. But okay. <laughs> Good. Co will uh, retrieve the key and uh, bring it to the new lock. Co brings it over to the new lock. Does anybody do anything before the door is open? Hmm. No. A little help. <laughs> How bad are you damaged right now? I'm uh, currently down to 11 hit points. Oh, yeah, I would do... Um, we're going to help him out. Let's do uh, Cure Wounds. And uh, Cure him for a total of 11 points of healing. You can 11 those. points of holy energy enter your body and heal your wounds. And then Grinkeeper will be like, yeah, totally! And then slap you for five points of healing. <laughs> <laughs> Love that noise. And we're back up to 27. Nice. Alright, I'll restore it up. Ko's gonna open the door. Co puts in the key with the blue gem in the back as it inserts into the lock. It kind of little water shoots up around the door frame and it begins to open. Beyond, you see a room filled with pipes, pipes winding every which way, but there is a large metal cage at the center of it, with pipes and bellows to the side, pipes above, pipes below, and floating inside is a small torrent of a storm, an air elemental, who immediately screams, (laughs) and a great jet of air just blasts Ural's way. Everybody make a strength or dexterity saving throw. Your choice. Oh my gosh. 17. Um, I better do strength. 11. 23. Uh, 12. <laughs> Terrible strength rolls today. All right. The creature. Ah! And this great torrent of wind just blows down the hall at you guys through all three of the rooms that you've encountered so far. Grinkeeper, you just kind of plant your feet and lean like like Michael Jackson, just like lean into it, and you're perfectly fine. But Splendor Belt shrugs. Oh, Ko's okay. Ko, you managed to. You did a dexterity, so you sort of roll yourself into the corner there avoiding the blast of air. Shrugs, it hits you full force in the face. You are instantly dry, just boom, all the air, your hair (laughs) fluffs up, and you 
struggle for a moment and then go flying backwards. You take 16 points of damage as you wow. slide and slam into the original vault door back there by the fire elemental who gives a little <laughs> as you go. <laughs> Splendor Belt. Yeah. You are also thrown back, Great. taking the 16 points of bludgeoning damage, and you land right next to Shrugs. I'm going to relocate you guys Thanks. back there. And like a UFO rides at the state fair, you guys are just pinned to the wall, the wind so forceful that it's just sticking you there. Grinkeeper currently leaning into the wind. Ko, you're out in front. What would you like to do? The wind continues to howl. I would uh, call into it. Uh, could you maybe lower the wind a little bit? We can, we can uh, speak. What? <laughs> could you lower the wind a little bit? My riddle. <laughs> sure. Hands so messy. Dirt can be seen, but with me all but your soul shall be clean. <laughs> no idea. Yeah. No Greenkeeper's idea. Greenkeeper's hair is... <laughs> she just stands in the wind, co-sitting there thinking. Shrugs and Splendor Belt, you can make strength checks if you'd like to stand up into this mighty gale. Yeah, I would. I would make that attempt. Uh, that'd be a 19. That's better. <laughs> Shrugs limply tries at a 9. <laughs> and 8 and a 1. Splendor Bell kind of pressing his back against the wall, man, just to get up to full standing and start marching forward slightly into this wind. You see Shrugs just completely overwhelmed by the gust next to you. will call the Grinkeeper. I don't know this one. Do you? What was the riddle again? What? The riddle! You need the riddle repeated? Yes! Hands so messy, dirt can be seen, but with me all but your soul shall be clean. If anyone can figure this out, it's Grinkeeper. I know. I'm just trying to think of what one. has hun hands. I have no idea. And I just I'm keep so bad at clocks. these riddles. I'm like, clocks have hands. I'm like, is that? Yeah. As soon as somebody like riddle one one, clocks, right? Clocks. It's always clocks. clocks. I can't get out of the clocks. Do you request combat? <laughs> 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 it would be. <laughs> Lord. I mean, we are kind of bang- banged up. So it's 
Not as if we can... I don't know. I don't know what to do. And I angrily take a potato out of my tap pocket and chew it. <laughs> you have to like battle the wind forward as you bring it up around and then kind of let it ride yeah, into your mouth. Like, yeah, I'll do that happily. Did you say something? No, I just don't think we know it. <laughs> Can we then get a hint? <laughs> yeah, is there a hint? It's gotta be. It's gotta be something with religion, right? Because all but the soul is clean. So that implies the soul stays dirty. The shoe. A shoe. A shoe has a soul. Right. Fish is this type of soul. Fish. I I guess we're gonna go with combat. <laughs> what? What? We're got We're going to go with combat. Oh! And the wind stops. And the air elemental exits from its cage very easily. Like the T-1000. Co's still talking louder than he should goes. Before we begin, can I get the answer to the riddle? Because honestly, I'm just very curious. It was soap! (laughs) What? Soul's not cleaned by soap! Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I am Gale Sky, little leaves. You face me now. Bend beneath my winds. Isn't that a girl's name? (laughs) What? (laughs) Nothing. Gale is a proud name. Combat begins. Oh, boy. Ko, you were up first. All right. Ko, who has kind of taken cover behind this doorway uh, to get away from the winds, is going to step out and throw a psychic dagger. See how throwing something goes against the creature. That's a 24 to hit. Nice. It does fly normally into the creature. For five psychic damage from that, and follow it up with a second one with a 22 to hit. Very good. Seven psychic damage. And having thrown both, we'll then take cover back behind the wall away from the door. Grinkeeper, you are up. Having survived the winds, you were some, it looks like about 25 feet from the creature. Cool. Grinkeeper will run up and smack it with two attacks from her hammer. All right. First is a 20, a dirty 20. That's a hit. You need soap. <laughs> it's a dirty 20. <laughs> yep. A 15 for the second one. Both are hits. Seven damage for the first. 
14 damage for the second, and then she'll cast Compelled Duel. All right. It is my turn. I fail. So I attack you with two windy slams. (laughs) Windy slams. (laughs) It's a a combo you get only in the summertime at Wendy's. The windy slams. (laughs) 26 and a 17 versus your AC. Both are hits. It brings together these great torns, these cyclones in its hands, and slams you on both sides of your head, pressing you together. You take 28 points of damage. This is bludgeoning damage from the windy forces. Damn. And as it does so, it goes... (laughs) Splendor Belt, you're up next. All right, I'm hurting real bad, so I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on myself first. All right. Um... Four. It didn't work. Why didn't it work? Oh, yeah, it did. I just have to roll it. Um, oh, 11 points of healing uh, to myself. And then my sword, which is already out, or my, my magical uh, uh, mace that I summoned uh, before, is still floating about. Uh, yeah, I think we're good, right? A spiritual weapon lasts for one minute. I mean, I could launch uh, it. Yeah, again. let's, I, I could let's launch let you again. get an attack in with it before it dissipates. Okay, cool. So um, I would send that in there. Hopefully, it's being an object with some sl- slimness, it doesn't deal with too much wind resistance. I don't know. You'd have to tell me. Uh, but I'll send it in there uh, for an attack. And that attack will be, once I freaking find it, Where where is that? Where is it? I was it's under bonus actions. If you scroll down on actions. Oh, there it is. Okay, I found it. All right, here we go. So for hit, twenty-one, dirty. Not not a no no deep no nat twenty in that. That's a good hit. And damage, uh, seven total damage, force damage. All right. Shrugs, you are up. The wind is no longer blowing down the hallway, so you are free to move about. Okay. I see a max range on my dagger for 60 feet. And I think he's what? What is he like? 100 feet away from me? Let's see. We are at. Yes. Yes. You're so basically 100 feet. About, um, what would that be? That'd be 85 feet away from you right now. All right. A little too far for that. I don't have anything else that will. But you can also move a couple feet, that 15 yeah. feet, and then throw your dagger. Okay. That'll probably be best then. Move the 15 feet and then throw my dagger. Sounds good. Where's my dagger? Oh, I got some sound for Ooh, a 19 and a 6. Nice. The Where's dagger lands true into the windy beast. And piercing for four. Four points of damage. Plus three, is that? Okay. One die was four. Okay, yes, right. Okay, four. Yes. The dagger enters the creature and kind of... Now there's a dagger spinning inside of it. (laughs) I'm going to need that back. I believe (laughs) you get your sneak attack damage because Greenkeeper is adjacent to it. How does, he, okay. how does he cast for that? 3d6? Uh, 3d6, yeah. Nice. Yeah, there's a button there you can just press. Oh, is there? Oh, yeah, sure. Is there? there we go. Look at that. 
and I hit 15. There we go. That's quite a bit more. 15 extra points of damage, 17 total. We return to Grinkeepers. Nope. Ko's turn, right? Yes. Yep. Ko's gonna do a little repeat, pop around the corner, throw his daggers, duck back. First dagger to hit is a nine, which I don't think is gonna do it. And the second dagger is gonna be a ten. I think that's gonna be a miss, too. Double misses. He's getting too fancy. He ducks back because he feels bad. Your crystals also <laughs> get enveloped in the creature, spinning around, but as they dissipate quickly, they do not stay and add to the cyclone. Grinkeeper, you're up. All right, Grinkeeper's looking a little rough, but she's standing her ground and she attacks twice again. Eighteen. Oh yeah, that's a good hit. And a ten. Second is a miss. All right, thirteen damage. Oh. <laughs> An extra large windy gust is coming your all's way. Strength or dexterity yet again. Roll your saves. Do I need to roll it as well even ducked behind this wall? No, you're safe, actually. You'd be behind a wall. Nine. I can't roll a strength check to save my life today. No, strength. Strength, strength or dexterity, or whichever one you choose. Yeah. It'd be safe. It's ever higher box. for you. I'm much better with dicks. Oh, until I roll a three and a six. It's <laughs> a nine. You're the same as you. Mm. It's not D&D until you declare I'm good at something and then roll poorly (laughs) on it. (laughs) Not wrong. So, oh, uh, wait, Grinkeeper, you got a 22? Yeah. Okay, what did, and Code didn't roll, that's right. Okay, cool. Just make sure. All right. The wind blasts yet again, shrugs and Splendor Belt back against the wall. There they take, the dice is sitting on top of the total number. I have to wait for it to dissipate. <laughs> I hate that. Okay. Bad roll. 16 points of damage. Oh, I'm out then. I am unconscious. Shrugs oh. falls unconscious. Is Splendor Belt still going? Yeah, I'm still... I'm still up. The creature now blasting its wind forward. Uh, Grinkeeper, you're just there in its face. Your hair is permanently back and will probably be gelled that way for the rest of the mission, but you are good and holding on. Hold on. How many points of damage was it? 16. Sixteen. I'm still up, but barely. I didn't realize I'd screwed that up. I'm at one hit point right now. Nice. Well, it is Splendor Belt's turn. Okay. Well, geez. Is my sword still up or do I need to conjure a new one? It would be gone now, okay. but that's a bonus action, right? Yeah, so I can just do another one. Sure. Um, all right. Well, uh, I am going to do a little movement. Now, except movements like the wind is going right? right now. You'd have to. Yeah, I don't want that. Never mind. Could Let's um, raise your broken friend beside you. Yeah. Well, yeah, I could do that. Um, <laughs> You're like, well, but I don't want yeah, to. I wish there was a way we could both benefit. Take from a nap. <laughs> Um, 
Actually, yeah, that is the, that is the thing he would do. I'm going to cast uh, Cure Wounds on... Or actually, don't I have a... Um, don't I have a feature where I can just... Hold on. You do have your Preserve Life, your AoE heal. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking oh. of. Oh. Choose any creatures within 30 feet of you and divide the hit points among them. You cannot raise them above half health. More than half health. So you have 25 points to spend as you will. Um, That's pretty good. He, yeah. he, he'll both of you. I can't find... Oh, preserve life. Here we go. So I can just take 25 and then split... And I can split that number any way I want to? Yep. So you could get... So uh, let's see. Shrug's Mana Spoon has 27 health, so you could get him up to 13, 14 health. And then the rest could be yours. All right, let's do that. Take 14 of my health, Brian. Add 14. And the remaining amount for me would be... Tw- uh, let's see, 25, 40, 15, that would be 10, so it's what, nine? I get nine points. What? No, you would get, uh, out of 25, you would get 11. 13. Oh, right? 13. wait, if wait, he got no, 14. Wait, you took him to 14? Yeah, so you get 11. Yeah, 11, okay. I don't know. Wow, that was a weird experience. I was right on the math. Yeah, I don't what's even that know about? What that... Oh, I think geez. I just I avoided the yeah. algebra like four times. Not, <laughs> Can't be right. Normal. All right, so we are both, I'm at 12, or I added... Eleven. Sorry, he added. You added fourteen, Brian. You're good, and you're up. I did. I did. What What does that effect look like when it happens? Uh, it's just this rad thing where I hold my arm in the air, and a giant green pulse shimmers down my body and out through the floor thirty feet, and right. ripples over you like warm pee. Nice and shrug. Shrug <laughs> goes and looks over at Splendor Belt. Yeah, and music plays. Yeah, is uh, exactly right. Right. It's exactly right. Well done. Shrugs, you were up just in time for your turn, but weren't uh, Splendor Belt was going to use his weapon, his summon weapon. Oh, yeah, yeah, action. yeah. That's right. So that'll fly over there, and let's do some stuff with it. Uh, bonus action. Here we go. Ugh. A natural... Oh, that's a seven. Good. Thirteen. I thought it was <laughs> a one. Is a, a natural seven. I, th- I saw a one on the die, but it's a seven. Their font sucks, but yes, thirteen. It is. Shrugs, you are awake. You were sitting down back on the wall where you found yourself previously. Wind blowing me. Wind is blowing at the moment, but you could walk forward with a strength check. Okay, let's uh, let's do that strength check. Just regular strength check, right? Not saving. Yep. All right. Normal old strength. Ten and a one, a whole eleven. Just as I assumed, I'm not very strong. But you manage to kind of wheel yourself along the sidewall here, kind of, you know, using the wall's resistance to push yourself, and you advance. Oop, I deleted you. Hang on. <laughs> you blipped from your existence. Yeah. The, the I only... think I, w- I, was, I was also moving myself. I think that might have been the confusion with the... Oh, well, now yeah. you're lowercase, but we'll deal with it, and uh, you had managed to advance yourself to a safe position away from the wind. All right. And I still have another dagger. Uh, dual wield, right? So I still have another dagger. The other one's still floating around in uh, Gale, right? Yes, exactly. All right, All right so I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt another dagger throw. Oh, a three. You Nine, throw it into the wind, and it whoo, and flies right back, missing Splendor Belt narrowly. Oh, <laughs> you saved me. I tried to kill you. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's welcome back to life. Now throw a knife at me. <laughs> I must still be groggy. The furnace laughs. 
<laughs> Grinkeeper, you were up. Oh, wait, Ko is up before Grinkeeper. Pardon me. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's a big torrent of wind going by right now, right? Exactly. Presumably, if I step into it, bad things could happen. That is true. Uh... Okay, well, can I do this? Can I do like a, here's what I want to do. You tell me how it works. Okay. I want to charge this hallway and I want to do kind of a acrobatic roll, throwing both my psychic blades as I roll through the hallway to like go from one side to the other. Probably get blown back a little, but try to get enough to where I can break it on the other side. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Okay, let's do a, let's do a acrobatics as your movement here. That's going to be badass. That's the potential. That's 11. <laughs> Rolled up. So you're heading back, but you aren't grabbed by the turret. You do manage to stay inside. At the end of this move, you will be back in the original furnace room, though. Okay. But as of right now, you are flying a little bit backwards, riding it. Not so dexly, but you're going to be able to control your movement. All right. We're going to throw the blades as we ride it. Gosh, a 12 for the first throw. Miss. I mean, I guess it makes sense because it's hard to do, but, you know. Gosh, an 11. I think Dunaway uh, stole all the good rolls. <laughs> I, think I think they're all gone. Yep. Early on. Uh, nope. That's it. Grinkeeper. All right, Grinkeeper's focused. She's hoping against hope. And she takes two more hits with her Warhammer. Twenty-four for the first one. Oh, That's a good hit. Look at that. There we go. 22 for the second. Both there are hits. Go. Nice. Nine damage for the first. All right. Nine damage for the second. Uh, oh, that one. <laughs> Hang on. There we go. Oh, 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 I am mostly slain. <laughs> <laughs> and the wind dies down and it settles and the creature, the air elemental wisps its way back into its cage where it once again returns to pumping air upward well done benders in the wind my key awaits you and a key coming up from its head swirls down its hand until it spins and spirals there and settles slightly and he passes out a hand to you, Grinkeeper. She'll take the key and then she'll yell back, Is everyone alive? Uh, Only barely. (laughs) Cool, me too! Still here. (laughs) Masslings. You, I dub you the unblown. <laughs> and he bows to you, Grinkeeper. Ah, uh, th- thanks. And Grinkeeper will bow back. Your door awaits. 
I must return to manning the air conditioning. (laughs) (laughs) And he shoots up the pipe above him. Sweet. Good riddance to that guy there. I I think the next one we got to do the puzzle. Yeah, we got to do the puzzle, right? It's going to be Earth next, right? Come on. We can assume it's going to be. Yeah. But if we don't get the initial riddle, we're going to have to fight. So if anybody wants to uh, do anything, I think now is the time. Uh, is everyone's pretty hurt right now, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. okay. I, okay. I'm at 30 of 33, so I'm good. Can I only do that thing once a day? The AOE thing? No. Uh, you can do it more often because of your amulet of devotion. The proud face amulet allows you to cast an additional channel divinity. Uh, you could also take a short rest to get that power back. But we only have about two hours to work with for this heist. Right, and you guys were already over the halfway point. Uh, by the way, is everyone good to stick around for a little bit? Yeah, sure. You good, Dunaway? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm good. Perfect. We'll um, see this episode through. I mean, I could see the rest being just as beneficial as me pooping out another one of these and maybe pooping out one of these and resting. I don't We're over expen- halfway through the time. We don't have time for the rest. The rest oh. is in, what is it, an hour for a short rest? Oh, I see right. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then I'll just do it. Withers let's, would let's, be home by then. Let's fart out another one. Uh, I'll say... Uh, Try not to climb up a tree, but enjoy this part of this HP. And I'll, and there it'll go. Twenty-five <laughs> hit points all around. Uh, so that's what four of us total. Yeah. So it looks like I think everybody can set their HP to half. Let's take a look. I'm going to use the uh, the overlay here on the Twitch. So Grinkeeper can eat nineteen of that alone. Wow. All right, Greenkeeper, 19 points to you. Awesome, thanks. That's tough. And then, Splendor Belt, you take the remaining six. Six. Yep. Heal. Okay, that's that's better than it could have been. All right. I think if we are going to save time, and if we are going to attempt the riddle, maybe the best bet is Shrugs and I will go and infiltrate the house. You continue forward. Let us know what the riddle is and what you're looking for. And we will grab it and make our way back. Assuming there is another room. Let's at least see what we're working with. Sounds good. Are we ready? Yes. Go. Wait. Uh, Shrugs remembers he's got to go pick up his daggers. <laughs> good call. Good call. We're, we're yeah, good. Good All idea. All right. And Grinkeeper will open the final door. The final door opens. Air shoots around the door and it opens to the side. And before you is a large stone panel sitting on a square block. Uh, You have to sort of step up onto it. The center of the room is dominated by this 20 foot by 20 foot raised platform. 
And as you enter the area, the room seems completely bare. It seems empty. But the panel, and Grinkeeper moving her token there just walks right on top of it, walks onto the panel, walks onto this platform, and it vibrates slightly. And everyone looking onwards, Splendor Belt, Co. shrugs, you see a great stony face materialize on this 20-foot panel. The entire thing, a great stony face. And it goes... The challenge. I am Slate Cortez Smooths. You witness wish to use my lift. I'm sorry, Slate Cortez? Slate Cortez is my name. That's what I heard too. (laughs) Go ahead. From the Core family. Uh, yes, we would like to use your lift. Excellent. Shall it be riddle or combat? Riddle. Yes. Of fur, of leather, one might wear to defeat the weather. Uh, like a coat. Oh, he knows the organ jockey has solved my riddle. <laughs> then return with my key or face combat. And what is the hint for the key? My, that is the hint. Did my brothers oh. give you two puddles each? They are fools. I, Slate Cortez, am far more efficient. Okay. Well, we know where to look then. Shrugs? I think so. I shrug. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Uh, Are you well, Gritless? Quest well in the upstairs. You two remain and entertain me with conversation. (laughs) But all right, we're gonna we're gonna go. We're gonna go upstairs. Go, shrugs. Roll stealth checks. Uh, 21 is my best roll. Ugh. 13. Co, what's happening down there? I haven't heard an update in so long. Uh, yeah, sorry. We've been solving puzzles and fighting doorway guards. Uh, we're almost done. We're about to get where we need to go. Uh, we got one last lock to get through. Better hurry up. Have you found anything of value at all? You've got ten minutes left. Uh, we're we're grabbing what we can right now. We'll be just a minute. Can I help you find anything? We have to move fast. Uh, you were looking for the jade, right? That's uh, the private museum is where we're expecting that to be? The jade? Yes. Yes. Are you on your way to steal the jade? 
Yes, that's where we're headed right now. Very good, very good. Nasty out. <laughs> Didn't need to say that to me, but right. um, okay. Uh, all right. Here, uh, so I'll I'll think this to shrugs as we run. Um, here's the deal. There is, according to the map, Co's moving, looking at the map. There's a coat closet right at the end of the hallway where I think we'll be coming up from the cellar. Why don't you go search that for a key, and I will see if I can make my way to the private museum to get the jade. Shrugs out. <laughs> That's not a confirmation. Okay. <laughs> All right, you two so split up. That's the plan. Yeah. The two of you climb the stairs from the basement onto the first floor, arriving near the top of our map here on the first floor. It brings you around past a washroom, past a room labeled the Oracle Room, the Billiards, the Ballroom, the Dining Hall. Shrugs, you split off. You head towards the coat closet. Make an investigation check there. Co, you turn, go into the main foyer, make a right and head up the stairs, heading towards the private museum and the Jade Collection. <laughs> no! Four. Doing it too. You open a coat closet and it is very much sort of a, je- a guest check in. It is packed with all different kinds of coats winter coats, light coats, short coats, small coats. You start checking around them, checking the pockets. You, you don't find a thing. Yeah. I must I must be tired. I need a, a rest. Shrugs takes a little break in the coat closet. <laughs> Co, you head upstairs. You make your way very stealthily. Well, uh, 17 of stealth, so not your best stealth, but a decent stealth into the area. You move past a small parlor, a sitting room. Oh, it was a 21. The- Sorry. Because hmm? the advantage oh. roll. It was a oh, because the bad. Yeah, it's so 21. So you're doing well. You move across the floor, not making a peep, not cracking a bit of the wood floor, not squeaking it. And you move into the area of the private museum. Here are massive jade sculptures, cats and boats and castles, all carved from jade. It seems he has a bit of an obsession with this collection of stone. Uh, all right, I'm going to do... For the initial, I'm, I want to see if there's any sort of trap on the jade to see if there's any sort of alarm that it might trigger if I pull something off of it and just do an investigation and see what's going on with Sounds that good. before I start pouring it into the bag. So a 19 for the investigation on the jade. The jade seems to be untrapped. In fact, this is in a rather public area and you can see little labels below uh, the sitting area in the parlor nearby suggests that this area is constant, is frequented by party goers. All right. Co is going to just start putting it all in the bag of holding, just shoving anything in that he can. If it's too big for the bag of holding, I'm going to assume they would rather have the jade than not. We'll save that stuff for last, but I would be willing to break it to get it to fit in the bag of holding. So you managed to collect this to be four, six, eight, ten, twelve, 
16, 21, 23 pieces of jade art other than the large ships and castles all disappear into your bag of holding. You wipe the place clean. Awesome. And while I'm doing it, I will send a message uh, to Shrugs. Did you find the key? Shrugs. <laughs> Shrugs sends back a nothing, even though he's been sitting on the floor of the coat closet a little overwhelmed. <laughs> Shrugs, you may get up and make a new investigation check, should you wish. Absolutely. I'm okay, I took a, a brief little break there. I'm uh, going to try this again. All right. I should have just stayed on the floor. Another four. <laughs> <laughs> you get an idea. You get an idea. Maybe maybe if you just bring all the coats downstairs, someone else might be able to find the key. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I just I just bring all the all the coats back downstairs. And I just I just, I just throw them on the floor, right? Is that? Let's right roll another stealth check to to make range. a man covered in coats <laughs> make his way across the house. All right, even though the I'm sound exhausted, will be muffled yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm exhausted, but I'm still pretty. St- nope, natural one oh. and uh, a nine on top of that, so I got a ten. So yeah, you're you're all out of good rolls. Those aren't happening no more. Coat. You head down the stairs, your bag not jingling because it's magically sealed, but full of jade as you know it. No additional weight, of course, in the bag of holding. And you see out in front of you a pile of coats <laughs> walking down the hall in plain view. As it rounds the corner in front of you, heading towards the basement stairs, you hear a, oh, thieves! Oh, no. And a door slam in the servants' quarters. <laughs> Crap. Co <laughs> uh, is going to go and gra- just start grabbing at coats because he's. I, I would assume that the reason he's bringing all the coats is that he did not find the key and start frantically looking for a key amongst the coats that he has just grabbed haphazardly. So leaving a trail of coats across the hall, Co's pulling off one at a time and going through the pockets. Roll your investigation check. <laughs> 19. Nice. You find it in one of the coat pockets. Oh, my lord. Cole just yell, go! <laughs> As you guys run down the hall, turn the corner to head downstairs, you hear the servant's quarter alight with conversation. Thieves! Thieves in the mansion! What did you see, dearie? Oh, it was horrible! A coat monster stealing all the coats! And you guys head downstairs, run around the corner, run back through the boiler room, back through the water room, back through the AC room, and approach... Grinkeeper and Splendorbelt. I was vehemently arguing with the face that paper, there's no way paper beats rock. But you just bust out! But I must defeat the scissors, therefore there must be a give and take. Rock beats everything. Go runs in with the key. We have the key. We have to go. And he moves his mouth in such a way to kind of make a fish mouth, but it sort of solidifies and ooh, 
woman enter, it makes a little keyhole. <laughs> uh, That's a great. Co will run over and put the key in, slightly uncomfortable. Uh, and I while he does, that. I'm going to send a message to uh, Nasty and say, "No, you know what? Let's throw him under the bus." Shrugs got spotted. Uh, really, ouch. Didn't didn't go great. We're gonna be leaving a little hotter than anticipated. A hot pickup. Okay. Uh, right. All spice will meet you out front. I'll bring around the cart. Let me know when you're on your way up. Get out of there fast. Withers is on his way. Got it. Uh, over and out. I don't need to think that. <laughs> Nasty out. <laughs> the platform begins to descend. Go, 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 heading downward. All right, we gotta go, and Grid Keeper's just gonna go. You all jump on the platform, riding it downwards, and as it descends, it descends slowly. And the whole time it's going... The rock elemental, the uh, the face is just. Don't be impatient. Oh, it's worth the ride. Eventually, it opens up. You sort of emerge from the ceiling as this elevator lowers down, and you stop in a very small and very quiet room. Out in front of you, it's about a fifteen by fifteen. You see a large vault a metal door, and there are tables around with items upon them. Do you investigate the items as you go, or or we just grab it with the... We're throwing them in the bag. Mm -hmm. That's what Ko's move is. We're in throw it in the bag stage. I agree. Shrugs does the same, gets a bag of holding. He sees Ko going and just follows Ko's lead. Yep. Go, you go along one table, you grab a, a wizard-looking hat, throw it in your bag, you have a candle, you throw it in your bag, you see a cloak, you throw it in your bag, you see a set of uh, square dice, you throw it in your bag. Shrugs, you walk along, you see a mirror, you throw it in your bag, you see a painting, you throw it in your bag, you see a book uh, filled with honey, you throw it in your bag. <laughs> oh. Uh-oh. Now all that's left in this room is the vault on the wall, a a square metal door with one of those spinny sort of locks in the center of it. But, Ko, you also note two other objects sitting in the corner here. One is a staff with a conch shell on top. Looks very familiar. You also see below it a pair of pants covered in bells. Huh. Uh, don't know what to do about that. Um, I think we he'd point out the conch shell staff. Uh, that looks eerily familiar to something we've seen before. This is. I'm, I think I'm just gonna destroy him now. Yeah, I. We should not be seeing these again. And Grin Creeper will walk over with her hammer and start pounding away, unless somebody stops her. While that happens, Shrugs, you look at the door. You still have... uh, That'd be six sticks of dynamite left. 
It's time to get to work. Shrugs, uh, plants the whole load, all six of them. <laughs> Perfect. And you begin uh, to spin out co- your fuse. Cobra Commander, I think even though they know something's up, they don't necessarily know we're here. Maybe use another scroll. Okay, and I actually didn't know if my second scroll was another one of these. Are they the same? Yep, it's okay. another scroll of silence. Okay. Uh, I'll yell. Or I won't yell. I'll say, even if you don't buy it, this scroll provides a lot of quiet. And then I'll read, and then it'll pop. Nice. Nice. Silence falls over the door. Uh, Grinkeeper silently walking through the st- towards the fish wizard's staff and this pair of pants with bells upon it. Does anyone stop her? I mean, I don't know what she's going to do with it. I don't think I would necessarily stop her. Splunderbelt? I don't think I would either. All right. Greenkeeper walks over and smashes the staff to pieces and slams the bells into flat little discs on the pants. You've created scale mail armor. (laughs) Shrugs takes position behind one of the the tables, you know, propping it up on its side to create a sort of barrier. I would grab the remnants of the pants and the staff. Uh, Co would maybe give Greenkeeper a slight look of surprise that that was the course of action, but throw it in the bag anyway and uh, stand back for the explosion. Everybody stands back, takes position, and shrugs, lets it rip. And in total silence, once again, the light travels down the fuse and all four sticks of dynamite, boop, 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 but with no sound, just, you know, pop, 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 lights, 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 explode, and the door falls forward, smoking in total silence, and slams, very loud looking, like that Matrix scene where it bounces out of the elevator, but it, you know, makes no sound, onto the floor, and beyond, gems upon gems, piles and piles of emeralds, diamonds, rubies, sapphires, opals, other gems I can't pronounce quite right, garnets, alexandrites, all lay before you. Uh, real quick, uh, Splunderbelt would be slightly annoyed that he has this green one he thought was like awesome. <laughs> and now he's like, well, this is just one of like a trillion of them, but I'll still keep it. I'll hold on to it and not say anything. Ko's gonna go through, and he's definitely grabbing gems. He definitely looks like he's, you know, robbing the place a bit. But keeping an eye out for anything, because we're here for information, right? So anything that can be incriminating. So he's kind of still looking. He's mindlessly grabbing gems, but he's looking for any books or papers or anything having to do with dealings and see if there's anything with that kept in this vault. Roll an investigation check with disadvantage. Thirteen. As you scrape, as you and Shrugs scrape and push all these gems into your bag, you think you saw maybe a stone disc that would work inside that music box. But it's time to go. You pull all that in. You see a couple of vials filled with some sort of black, liquid of some kind, but you shove those in your bag as well. During this, Grin Creeper finally checks out what scroll she got. You got a scroll of silence as well. Having cleared the vault and all of its goodies, you all head back to the lift. 
You ride the face of Slate Cortez upward. You weave back through the rooms that you've encountered, up back into the Slate room, up through the hole where you push aside the wood, clamber up inside the cart, and all Spice the Centaur rides off into the night. And that's where we'll end this episode. <laughs> nice. Can I throw one thing? It doesn't have to work out, but there was one sure. thing I was planning on doing on the way out and just, I think I would tell uh, Fern on the way out. I would just say, I'm going to be honest with you, Fern. We uh, have kind of rubbed the place clean <laughs> and there's a decent chance there might be a little blowback on you for this. Maybe it might be fun to just burn the place down for a lark. <laughs> Just a thought, and then run out the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Roll a uh, roll a persuasion. Thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> As the card speeds around the corner. Heading back through the financial district over the road, you see a man, Withers, approaching his house as the curtains alight in the windows. And that's where we end. Nice. <laughs> that's where we'll end it. Very, very well done. That was, that was awesome. a very heist-worthy John. Way to go. That yeah, was, that was great. That was exactly how you're supposed to end those heists. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, well done, everybody. And giant thanks to Brian Dunaway. Thanks for joining us, man. Oh, my gosh. This was so much fun. fun uh, thank you, guys. I mean, I, I can't even explain how much this meant to me. I mean, I've been, I haven't played since I was a teenager, very young. And then I've you know been trying to get into it. I've tried to get the kids into it a little bit, and uh, this is a real true run with some real professional D and Ds. Well, it's, I it was you. good to have you with us. And don't forget, awesome. Brian. Brian schmeared all over the networks. So if you want to hear more from Brian, he's part of my Boop Show on Mondays, Tuesdays rather, where we talk about indie video games. He's part of Film Sack, which just went up today about the film Predator, which I can't believe it took us that long to watch the original Predator. Yeah. Uh, and much, much more. So do check it out. And uh, as always, Brian, it's a, it's a thrill to have you here. Uh, well done, yeah. everybody. A reminder that you can support what we do here by heading over to therewillbedungeons.com and signing up to be an, uh, a Dungeons Plus member. If you do that, you get many benefits that you wouldn't get otherwise, including a bonus show, which we're going to uh, record after this, although Brian doesn't have to be at that, but the rest of us will. And uh, we'll put that up today, and uh, that's how you get that. So check it out, that and much more, at therewillbedungeons.com. That's going to do it for us, for me, for our visiting Brian, for John, for Kristen, and for Kyle. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.